Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 15, Worth. And if this is your first time joining us, we're really happy to be in the safe hands of Joe Dirty Locks tonight, who's joining us as well. We're in the wilderness with our dicks in our hands, talking about this episode of The Walking Dead. And we're two demented fucking ghouls. Uh, we're definitely two demented ghouls getting ready to talk about this episode. But welcome, everyone. If you want to join the conversation you can right now if you pop on in we have a voicemail and a text line also a call in line right now at 657-383-1435 if you're watching live if you're listening to this podcast later or you're watching the video later you can always call and leave a voicemail or a text at 781-990-8509 let us know what you're excited about after this episode if anything and what you're looking forward to in the season finale maybe what you're looking forward to is the walking dead being over like my co-host as i assume but who knows you never can tell with joe what he thought about this week's episode of the walking dead but joe welcome back this week how are you doing tonight buddy i'm doing very well very well yes we get and this I, episode was fucking awesome phil you liked it you were you were feeling it oh my it? god oh yes oh my god it was so fucking good we're going to get all back to the base. Oh, it was like, it was so refreshing to see. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get into this. And so many good things about this episode. Joe, who is his, his pacified and uh, properly medicated tonight is going to be having a good time. People were complaining about Joe being so upset and angry. So we're, we're going to, we're going to have a calmer, calmer, gentler Joe tonight. That Oh yeah, man. This shit was fucking fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. And uh, we have the iron throne. And of course, how could I forget? But I can never forget because they're fucking awesome. We get the live motherfucking chat. We got to pull your Atari dad, Milt, Iron Throat, Killmonger, Chalkboy, Bliss, uh, Miguel, all Ducks. Lots of great people out in the audience tonight. Amazing folks who are all excited. Joe liked oh, yeah. an all Negan episode. What the fuck? They shouldn't, they shouldn't be in the audience, though. They should call in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. If you want to call. Get those texts going. Get Tell us in. what you thought, man. Yeah, because you guys already know now. What did Joe think? What did Joe the soft jet no, nobody was expecting that either nobody was expecting it but that was that was such a good episode man uh, joe was feeling it tonight okay so we're gonna get all into this and we'll we'll test joe i'm gonna be like uh negan testing simon in this episode to test joe if he liked this episode but it was this episode was another one of the ones towards the late half of the season for me that was split. There was some stuff I did kind of enjoy, especially the Gregory in the Simon scene. I thought that was a really fun scene. I think Gregory eats up scenery pretty well, and when him and Simon were talking and going back and forth about what they're going to do because they're overtaking Negan, I thought it was kind of a fun situation right there. Killmonger says, best episode in the last two seasons. Dave says, first one Joe has liked this season, isn't it? I've got, I've got, I've got something to sell you if you think Joe liked this episode. Glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 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 no. It's early. It's early, Joe. Uh, I'm going to take you for your word at the beginning here and see if, if you really did like this episode. So we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, oh. I'm going to challenge you on, on a few things as we, as we go on. Listen, tonight. listen, listen, it started off right away with the Negan scene, right? Um, is, that, is that right? Like Negan and Dwight right out in the courtyard there. The episode opened. No, it opened. It opened up with something. Uh, something. Something else. We we had a we had a, we had a different opening to the episode, Joe. That you oh, might man. you might have blocked out. Oh no, out. the letters. The framed by the framed by the letters, dude. Yeah, yeah, we get that. How, how classic is that? That's like, that's like you framed the episode right. so nicely, like with the car letters. So artsy, man. So artsy. Here we go. It's it, not. I mean. 
I remember just school and going to the movies and what these letters said and pizza and cartoons and grandma and grandpa and church those summer barbecues and the candy pool film never forget remember <laughs> remember oh gosh but we did get judith will remember too man judith will remember too she'll always remember joe she'll always remember the loot took a long time for the episode to get going wait a second is this a late april fool's joke i can't i don't know what's going on here but we'll, we'll get into this and we'll break down joe's thoughts in this episode wait i'm not being fooled best vomit award goes to eugene you know what, Joe? I don't. I don't even want to waste any more foreplay. I mean, why not? Why not just get right into this thing? Yeah, dude, stick right it right now. in. Let, let's let's stick it right in. Let's get right in the hole here. Oh. Okay. Best vomit award goes to Eugene. Uh, he, he was vomiting all over the fucking place. I loved it. Eugene ate all that gross shit. I drank enough to, to like it, not to fight, though. Simon was a really good zombie. Th okay, we're, we're going to get into a lot of things as this episode goes. But this is one point, Joe, I guess I'll disagree with you on. I did think that there were some elements in this episode that were all right. But, and I, I like that for once we... We actually get to see someone challenging Negan for authority and setting up a fight situation, whatever that was. All of that being said, the fight itself was filmed like dog shit. It looked so fucking horrible. They they cut so much. They were, fil they were filming angles like you were looking like at it. it? You're looking at it from a perspective of of you're looking at people's back. Uh, the 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 shaky cam was to the point on of a disgusting tilter whirl. It was it was fucking horrible. Ah, that's good. It that part that part really actually bought actually. Oh, man, that shit was good. <laughs> Negan finally sacking up, not all scared to fight somebody. I like that. I like the concept of it. I like the concept. Right. right? I like, like the concept he was all of like it. Like whiny little bitch with Rick, but like no, it's Simon. He's all like, oh, I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> he does. I like the trial by combat, Joe. Don't get me wrong. What I didn't enjoy in that situation. fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play any, I can't play any do longer. It. No, Bill. I want to get you. I'm just going to agree with you. Until you can't handle it anymore, Joe. What did you <laughs> really? It, you liked it? Don't agree with me. It was great. <laughs> fucking awful, dude. It was awful. It was a bad fight scene. It was a bad fight. It was just shot really horribly. I like the concept of having a trial by combat. I like the concept of some people showing their disdain for Negan <laughs> and wanting to get together. It's something you've been calling for for a while. But setting it so up. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's. Oh yeah, trial by combat for Simon. He gets the trial by combat, but the four people that was standing behind him get bullets to the head. Quick, they get quick deaths. Right? Come on. Come on, that's that's fucking stupid. No matter who wins this, someone should step up and shoot Negan. This is stupid. It's just stupid. Realistic makes no sense. It makes Re no sense. Realistically speaking, did you actually like anything in this episode, or is it more the same for you? Yeah, no, come on. Even Carl's letter is fucking Dad, they're workers in there, families. Like, uh, if you haven't noticed, a lot of them have died. A lot of them have, have died. The soldiers have died and shit like that. So 
if there's going to be more soldiers, guess who's no longer a worker? Guess who's just fallen right in line? Guess who's trying to kill your fucking dad and all his friends right now? Like, that's the way this is going to go. Negan says, fight, they're going to fight. They're going to work, they're slaves. They're not workers, they're slaves. Yeah, it sucks that you have to kill them, but guess what? They're going to pick up arms too. They already have. They had to have. How many of them have died? None of, like, none of them died. None of the soldiers died in that in in that little uh, hilltop excursion, and all the outposts they've taken out. Come on, stupid! It's fucking stupid. <laughs> people in the live chat. Like, Lucille was on her period. Lu- Lu- no one got Lucille. DJ. A lot of people getting pissed off, but I think Negan is getting tainted. T- gets tainted bullets or t- tainted balls. I'll say. Okay, so this episode opens up. And we'll get we're gonna get right into this because there's not not much foreplay to talk about. I I do agree with what I do agree with what I was saying. I I actually do believe what I was saying that I think there were a couple of scenes in this episode that I liked in the same way I feel about the last bunch of episodes. But the biggest problem I have with this episode is I feel like every good scene in it could have been in a different episode, packaged a little bit differently. In all these episodes, you could have made good episodes over with the material you had if you cut properly and fuck and do the right thing uh i just let me let me let me see in this one episode right how many one-on-one dwight negan scenes were there where it was just negan pulling his dick out in front of dwight was it three or was it two and then the third was like the group of them in the room but it might have been i'm pretty sure it might have even been like three or four it might have been four I, I'm trying to be conservative on that. like, And then like maybe I'm getting confused because there was also like, oh, we have Simon pulling his dick out in front of Dwight as well on at least two different occasions in this episode. Like they, they've gotten so, so redundant in the shit that they're fucking giving us that they can't even wait episode to episode to repeat the shit they're giving us. Joe, but we did have this one... This one uh, cut scene that I have between Simon and Negan when they were talking about juice. They were talking about who has the juice, I have the juice, I have the juice. This is a cut scene that I just got – someone just sent to me that that could have made the whole situation a little bit better. Let's listen to a few seconds of this. Are going to give me juice? <laughs> a movie. Wait, here we go. Here's what – You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mike Singleton movie or something? John Singleton? Yeah, John Singleton movie, Jesus. It's funny because I was talking about him to Katie earlier today. I mentioned him earlier today. It's it's a good good movie, good movie. And anyway, I couldn't help but think about that during that scene right there. Okay, so uh, new writers next year. I hope vomit was the scariest part of the episode. DJ better. Tom says do the right thing is another film. Uh, Atari dad says, can someone explain to me why Simon tried to revolt against Negan again? Negan's plan was to kill everyone in Hilltop. Isn't that what Simon wanted? I think Simon tasted the power essentially and wanted to he wanted the mo- he wanted to keep the momentum going of anybody whose ear he had wig- earwormed into. Yeah, he felt like this this was his opportunity to lead because he always had those kinds of aspirations this that's the dynamic of this episode that didn't bother me because Stephen Ogg and his character Simon is probably my favorite in this whole season so this being a pretty much a Simon centric episode in his swan song episode 
it didn't bother me as much. That being said, Negan annoys the shit out of me and annoyed me in this episode a lot as well. But I didn't mind. Yeah. I didn't mind the savior stuff. I thought the savior stuff was pretty pretty well done. It was everything else in this episode that was that I could have done without. I mean, you already on top of Dwight's uh, working with Rick thing, right? Because he picked up the girl in the car, and so not killing simon in the first meeting where he's like get on your knees and shit <laughs> it's to flush out whoever else might be on simon's side right and so- he just kills them right out but he like obviously then there's no support for simon in that room at the end where he's like this will be a new when i finish killing negan so why even why even bother with the fist fist and beat him up just shoot him everybody in that room is still on your side like you sit there and you burn people's faces in that room like people who can't fight back you're just like oh you have no chance of fighting me doctor so i'm just gonna (laughs) burn your face off like what the Cardoski asks. So stupid. Like, this so stupid. Shoot the fucker. Shoot them both. Shoot both the psychotic fuckers and decide that you're going to get on with life without having a maniacal psychopath lead you all because it's safer. <laughs> a cu- couple of questions for the couple of... <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. None of these people... <clears throat> I don't... I, it makes no fucking sense. Everybody out there who's like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I love it. It's great. Uh, oh, I love these characters. Oh, they're so magnetic. Like, like, put yourself in that shoes. Any one of those people in that room, you, you want to live as a slave, potentially about to get eaten by a zombie, raped by fucking Negan, your food stolen. Like, I, yes, slave life like that is much better then taking my chances on mowing down as many of these people as I can and then saying, okay, like, can't we all just like leave now? Not be rape slaves working for psychopaths. Oh no, you killed me. Great. Better than living as a raped slave for a psychopath. <laughs> like I don't, I don't fucking get it. Look at Eugene. He's like the power, like power hungry. You see how quick he started pissing his pants. Like, He's going Fucking, to... like, come on. He, he, he put some tracks in the ash. Okay. Right. And then he buried himself in the ash under a tarp, under all that fucking ash and shit. Like how did he get all that ash on top of him? We're going to talk about this. I would have a question about that. How was that ash not kicked up in the fucking air? With handcuffs. Like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. Right. And like, she was literally, literally not literally as in the figurative figurative use of the word literally but literally 15 fucking feet behind him 15 fucking feet big fat fucking eugene huffing his fucking fat ass who just puked all over you through the fucking fence running away not making any noise, silent, covering his tracks, burying himself in fucking so fucking stupid. Joe. Just stupid. <laughs> like, like maybe, maybe, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, he, he could have that idea. He's smart enough to have that idea, right? But maybe we could say Daryl might be able to get away with something like that, but fucking Eugene handcuffed. Now he's fucking like camouflage ninja man in he's, the fucking he's Rambo, yeah, like, Rambo. running from Rosita and 
Daryl? Yeah, he's like when Rambo hides in the mud or something like that. Right, come on. Just stupid. Joe, here we go. Joe Dirty Locks has officially torn you a new asshole. (laughs) Thank you, David. Thank you, David. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. Just goddamn so fucking stupid. Like, sure, give us that. Give us... Give us some of those scenes. Use them properly. Right. Use them properly. And that, like, and that's what I'm saying to you a little bit. That I, uh, there are some scenes that could have been done a lot better. And uh, someone, someone asked, "What stinks more, this season or Daryl's crotch?" Uh, DJ says, "This season." Trigger Man says, "Would I be the only one in The Walking Dead leaving Hilltop and going to West Virginia?" Negan had to show he can be king. Joe, you fooled me, you bastard. Says Dave. Apulia says Negan had to show he was still a macho man. Oh yeah, macho man. This is gonna rule the world. Uh, problem is outside the workers. A lot of these other guys are just psycho paths go joe savior's guns will explode for eugene bullets he's like rain man if rain man had a child with macgyver okay. atari okay. dad says that's amazing joe delayed his laughter to avoid spill- spilling his beer yeah fat ass eugene can get away from the tracker daryl sure joe now now let's talk about eugene this is all little eugene comments here too right like and kk like, trap says best hour of tv ever like none of these people in this room have been watching eugene in the mixture he's using for the bullets, he hasn't written this shit down anywhere. He doesn't have other people trying to do this, so he doesn't have to. He's not trying to manage the process. So none of these other people have learned it so far. So that when they haven't discussed, if he comes back, if we see him again, we kill him, right? We kill him because he's a fucking douche useless bag. piece of fucking shit douchebag. He's a giant douchebag. You can see he tastes like... like, like and he smells. he smells. He smells. He smells. Get it. I don't okay. get it. They're all ruthless, but no, we won't fucking kill him. Can't... Yeah, we will. We'll fucking cut him open. We'll fucking bury it. We'll burn his fucking body. And we'll say Walker's got him. He must be wandering off in the fucking forest. <laughs> Trap House says, amazing writers. Best best show ever. Uh, Saul Petter, yeah, that fat SUG. Get away from the tracker. No way. Didn't want Carl's letter to stop, says Trap House. You will get your wish, Trap House. We're going to go through. We're going to listen to every second of Carl's letter because this is the most important part of the entire episode. And I want to hear Joe's reaction to this straight off. I, I, we got to hear what Joe thinks here. So the episode, since we know how much he loved this episode. So the episode, uh, episode I less about these fucking letters. Too. The episode opens up Rick reading his letter with happy music, hopeful, looking at the kid Judith, and we hear Carl, Carl's voice. Let's listen to what Carl has to say. With that giant cake and Aunt Evie showing up on leave, surprising all of us. I remember mom. Fucking I remember Shane. Oh, whoops. I remember school and going to the movies and. Dude, this sounds like. Do you know what this sounds like? No shit, dude. It was fucking like what? A year ago? It sounds a year ago, right? It it sounds like the beginning of a Wonder Years episode. And then I a year ago. And then I remember Paul Pfeiffer and Winnie Cooper, the girl that I really love. Night pizza and cartoons and grandma and grandpa and church. Years ago. Summer barbecues and the kiddie pool. You got me. Oh, fucking the kiddie pool. The kiddie pool. Yeah. You know how many times I wa- I came home and pissed in that pool, Carl? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's swimming it all that summer. I was so drunk. Shane and I drank so much, I pissed in that pool like four times. I should have probably emptied it once. <laughs> you told me about the walks we'd take when I was three. You 
holding my hand around the neighborhood all the way to Ross's. When I met Winnie Cooper up on the swing that day, we were never the same. I kissed her, and she kissed me and touched me inappropriately under the stairs. Cadigan says this music is very Folgers, like enjoy your coffee. I said when when you see the scene, you see Rick sitting there. It's almost like a commercial for Brand Flakes or oh. mutual or mutual insurance or something like that. It just felt so happy, like you're in a special land where money doesn't matter and happy things. It's just happy. I feel safe, Dad. I, I feel safe. Jimmy Olsen Blues, thank you for the chat donation. You're awesome, buddy. Jimmy Olsen, I absolutely agree with you. To this point, to this day, I'm still gonna say, as far as acting goes, there's still a lot of great talent on this show no no doubt but i have been enjoying for some reason like they're almost mirror images of each other uh the way they talk and present simon and negan but i enjoy negan's take on it more than <laughs> excuse me I enjoy Simon's take on it more than Negan's. More than Negan's. Uh, Paul Q says, is this Stand By Me? Yeah, Stand By Me or fucking Wonder Years. Uh, for the spin of the wheel, Jimmy Olsen blows. Blues landed on Joe Drink. Jimmy Olsen blows. Blows. Jimmy Olsen blows. Now, you don't blow. You didn't say that. Did you I, didn't did I rewind that. that? Zip, 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 zip. Jimmy Olsen blows. I mean, Jimmy Olsen blows. And someone marked that time. Mark it. So I said it. I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I was gonna give him shit forever, Jimmy yeah, Olsen. Yeah, you can put that on repeat, rinse, repeat. Jimmy Olsen bl blues somewhere around 2030. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, no, Mark, write that down so I'm we can. So, no, Joe, write write that down so we can get it in our in 2030. 2030. Okay, I I got it. 2030. 2030. Sorry about that. Like my vision used to be before the last two of these. <laughs> Sorry about that. But you landed on drinks, so Joe, take a big guzzle of your beer or go oh. back and get a shot of of uh, uh tequila. That was a $2 donation. Do I do a shot of the 1800 silver for that? Nah, <laughs> you have to, motherfucker. <laughs> don't, don't judge. Don't judge. No judge. Don't judge, Joe. <laughs> Isn't that isn't that uh, Supergirl's Jimmy? Greg trying to pull off a Walter White, great talent, no direction with Stephen Ogg. Okay, so we get more of this speech. And he told me about all that stuff, but it isn't just that stuff. It's how I felt holding oh. your hand. I felt happy and special. I felt safe. I felt I felt happy. And special. Corey says, is this like Oz where the dead guy narrated the last season? Is Carl just going to narrate everything? They should have killed Carl. Uh, who was the dead guy? Uh, the wheelchair? Spoiler alert. Augustus Hill dies before the second to last season of Oz, but he's still in the final season narrating That's through him, the whole the thing. wheelchair guy, right? Yeah, the wheelchair guy. I thought okay, growing I up was about getting a job and... Family. like the telltale wall there yeah and there's some guest appearances where they have other characters from oz that died in previous episodes coming back to narrate episodes in the final season but uh but augustus is in every episode <laughs> and adult but the best part of waking up and the people you love safe. is carl grimes you in your cup things happen they happened before you were brought to you by amc kind of felt like things went bad because you were shot i mean fuck dude come that, on is that, that's actually the music that was playing dude too, that right? wasn't the uh uh freaking cadigan is saying it the best the folgers themes and it goes so good right. with that dude it goes so good with this wait, wait i gotta do that again i want to make you feel safe folgers now. do you feel safe do you want you something like safe or, in your or maybe you summer's eve massingill just to feel that way for five minutes seven anything some sort to make of you feel that way hygiene now. product yeah <laughs> Or enemas. 
Joe, do you ever feel like you menstrual cup commercial? Joe, do you ever feel like you need an enema? I don't think it's. I do. You went out there again, but I don't think they surrendered. I don't think they will. Oh fuck. So uh. Oh, it's horrible. Did Carl finally die? No, he's he's sticking around. What was the point of killing off Carl if Negan and Rick refused to find peace, Jasmine? Excellent question. I think just because they didn't want to pay him a pay him certain wages, so kill the uh, the kid actor off before he's officially an adult and has to get paid more. I think. Well, they're gonna just hire another adult actor, and they're gonna have to bring in a big name and pay him what they would pay Carl. Mm, maybe, maybe they just felt like they needed to do something, and they and they couldn't think of anything else to do, so they decided to kill. That's Carl. exactly what it is. Scott Gimple is fucking a talentless fucking hack, <laughs> and and largely the first few seasons, what's good about it isn't what he brought to the table, but about the source material and what yeah. and what he. And what he took from that, Joe, and I is think what built it. I think you're right in the sense that maybe it has more to do with them choosing or them making a decision to not wanting to do some of the things that Carl does in the comics. So why don't we just kill him for shock value? Because we don't want to actually yep. bring some of those stories because we got to do our own thing. But whatever. Well, it could also be because you know Chandler Riggs is a shitty fucking actor. That doesn't help. Uh, but <laughs> you know, sorry to say it, like you know, I don't shit on the acting in this show much, but I, I will say it, like. Uh, I wasn't disappointed with him, you know, in the first few seasons. He didn't have big roles. He's a kid, layoff, he's learning still. But, like, uh, he, like they wrote him shittily, shitty, shittily. They wrote his no, shit lines as excrement. 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 Tom Tom <laughs> says, can we finally get rid of Carl? Like someone said, like burn his body and feed the ashes to some fish. Right? He's not gone. He's not gone. Carl ain't gone. Carl has been in every fucking episode. Joe, you'll fucking al- die. I will never be gone. You'll always hear me. I'll always be here in your God. ear. Joe, how do you feel about The Walking Dead? I'll always be asking you, what did you think, Joe? Every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, what, you're going you're gonna, to like haunt me like I'm fucking Morgan now? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, you'll, you'll be clear, Joe. Joe. You'll be my Ollie. Joe, <laughs> Joe, tell me. Joe, tell me, Joe. Tell me, Joe. Tell me. You'll be hearing that hoo-hoo. Oh, sorry. You'll be hearing that hoo-hoo-hoo into your fucking dying day, dude. Paul says, yes, I agree, Joe. He was an awful actor. Damon Pope. Yes, Damon Pope from uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Also in Oz. Also Michael from uh, Lost. Okay. So let's continue with this shit uh, and get to some of the better aspects of this episode because we could shit on this Carl letter crap like all fucking day. And I'm going to continue to shit on it a little bit more. There are workers in there, Dad. They're just regular people, old people, young people, families. Real people. You don't want them to die, Dad. You don't want them to die, Dad. We're so close to starting everything over, and we have friends now. Someone asked this, and it's just a joking matter. How come Carl doesn't have an accent? world Jesus talked about. The kingdom, the hilltop. Rick talks like this. Carl Carl talks like this. There's got to be more places. More people out there. A chance for everything to change and keep changing. Jesus was right. Everyone giving everyone the opportunity to have a life. A life. A real life. Real life. So if they won't end it, you have to. You have to give them the way out. End your life, Rick. Just just kill yourself, Dad. That's what I heard too, Joe. That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> right? Because, like, if, if you want me just to lay down our guns and say, okay, peacetime, Negan, he's going to say, okay, 
one, two, five, ten, all of you have to die. And no matter what it comes down to, he's going to kill me, son. Hickory, so Hickory, you Jim. are stupid and you know nothing of the world and how evil people really fucking are. Remember, son, you were 12 when this all started. So you didn't really pay attention to the news. You don't know that people like Negan like to eat bodies in their fucking basement because they're fucking crazy in the fucking head. Like, are you like Hickory Dickory no, Dog? Don't forget, Carl. Rick. You were a fucking cop. You know that that people get locked up and put in jail for, for like your sentence to millennia. You will never get out. You will die four times over. In fact, we're gonna kill you and then incarcerate your fucking dead body. No, your ashes. The ashes of your dead body will be incarcerated on top of that for another thousand years because that's what we do to people in this country anyway. Because you're that fucking evil. Oh. But no, don't worry. After the zombie apocalypse, none of those people will rise to the cream of the crop like Negan did and fucking do shit like this, like Simon did, and kill whole fucking villages of men and boys. And fucking, at least that was, that was cool. We know Simon was responsible, not necessarily all oh, the yeah, saviors. Oh, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. All of the saviors that followed Simon and didn't like be like, you know what? That guy's fucking pretty crazy. Maybe I should shoot him in the back of the head on the way back to fucking base. Because he's really fucking crazy. You know what? And then after I shoot him, maybe I'll bite him to make it look like somebody else bit him and say, or I'll just find a walker head to bite him or something like just to cover my ass. Joe, But anyway, the dude's got to fucking die. Joe, that's going to be harder than you think God. because the walkers yeah. don't care about biting anymore. They just care about playing patty cake and jumping on top, playing pig pile anymore. Karen says, Carl was oh getting too God. old to play a child. Timeline sucks. Hannah, welcome to the chat. Hannah, always awesome to see you. Carl went from serial killer to philosopher in one episode. Right. And uh, something that Jasmine said up above, <laughs> she said, well, Carl got cast. It couldn't have been that bad. Child actors, it's, it's hit or miss with child actors because a lot yep. of times when you cast a child actor, you're casting them on look, not on talent, and how yep. well they can just you know be on camera, and then they can either grow into good actors. In some cases, they do. In some cases, they don't. It's 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 kind of playing Russian roulette with it, and and just and really rolling the dice. And how many other cliches well, can I throw? Bell grew into a good actor, in my opinion. No, but so but you know it's it's hit or miss. So it's it's. I think it is very hit or miss. It's hit or, I it's hit or miss. A dozen that didn't. The Corys. Yeah, yeah the the Corys. Uh, but but then uh, like Arya Stark or something like that. Like they, she could have been bad. She grew into a great actress. Uh, yep. Maisie Williams. I, there, it's there's a lot of examples. I mean, we could sit here for days and name random child actors that were good as kids and not good as adults. And and once you get a certain age, it's t it's tough. Like look at fucking Macaulay Culkin or some shit like that. But or whatever. like or like some that never were good. Drew Barrymore. Or some another person that's good was a kid. Good as good as Zelda, Elijah Wood. He was really good in something like The Good Son and then grew it to be, you know, good yep. in the Lord of the Rings movies and stuff. I mean, some people do make the transition, but it's it's not well, as it's not as it's not as seamless. And I think with Carl, maybe uh, he was a better kid actor than a real actor. I uh, want to see an example of a good child acting with the deaf girl in the quiet place. Danny, but Danny, uh, Danny, but or Danny Bonaducci, you mean. Uh, so, uh, OK, anyway, so then we get the commercial brand flakes and all of that. Play, play, uh, play. You know uh, what it is for Morgan. What, what play you play? You know. Do you understand that? Uh, sorry, Jasmine. I'm not sure I know what you mean. Pl play. You know what it is for Morgan. I barely. Play. We you know what for Morgan. Play. You know what. I don't know, but what you know that I don't. Okay, The Good Son. That was an awful movie. It was. Play it. it 
it was pretty fucking awful. I, the I, good son is 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 very awesome. I you know he said he said awful. Lived on the street. He said he said awful. Was on. He said awful. And we got Carmine from Red Team Review it in the live. Awesome. I said awesome. And uh, what's? And I think there's a lot of talent in the in the Culkin family. Macaulay is shortchanged as far as talent goes. Not not overlooked, but like. Like he doesn't have any talent. I agree. And I'm gonna spin a fucking wheel for for Jasmine for the super chat donation. Bam, 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 motherfucker, and lots of love to Carmine. See him in the live chat. Want to give him a big fucking sloppy kiss as we get a fucking wild haunter appearance. When Morgan keeps saying, "Oh, you know, oh, you know what, you know what, you know what, I know what, 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 what," that fucking shit. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying now. It did, it. Uh, I can't read. I never learned to read. So let me do, let me do something like this. You know what? 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 I see someone. What? What? I don't know. What? You know what? I don't what? 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 What, motherfucker? What? Say what again, motherfucker? Say what again? Yo, motherfucker. Say what again, motherfucker? Motherfucker, what? And you also landed on. Oh, Jasmine, you landed on review commentary of your choice. Email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Oh, let, shit. Let me know what you want me and Joe to either watch live and react to or do a review or short video or a live podcast on. We let, still owe one, right? We do. Uh, we owe, uh, I got to do Gotham for Broke and a couple people that had Super Chat donations last week haven't emailed me yet, but if they do, uh, and I do, I also have to do an anime and you you and I have to do a Game of Thrones one coming up as well for someone that, on a Super Chat donation. So and Matt and I have to do a Sopranos one. So I ha- I have the list and they will all they will all be all be done at some point in time. Uh, Lietta says that damn letter made me want to turn the channel. Yeah, it was an awful way to start the episode. It, it was uh it was it was too much of that. So definitely let me know, Jasmine. Think about how it was to end it the same exact fucking way. <laughs> and then like why Michonne would listen to anything Negan had to say immediately afterwards is beyond me. Oh, that's going to be like, fun. As soon as she finished, she should have been like, click. Jazz- and they should have shown that and still let Negan talk into nothing and break the microphone. That would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I would have laughed my fucking ass off and been like, that is fucking cool shit. Because you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him right in his ear. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to multitask here. Yeah, dun 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 dun. Okay, so let's get away from this commercial breaks. I want basically he wants uh Negan Jesus was right, there's a bigger world. We see people getting ready to the fights while Carl talks about wanting you have to find peace with Negan. Gotta find peace with Negan, Joe. Find a way forward somehow. We don't have to forget what happened, but you can make it so that it won't happen again. That nobody has to live this way, that every life is worth something. Start everything over. Show everyone that they can be safe again without killing. That it can feel safe again. That it can go back to being birthdays and school and jobs and even Friday night pizza somehow. And walks with a dad and a three-year-old holding hands. Make that come back, Dad. And go on those walks with Judith. I shall remember them. I love you. Is it, is it over yet? Is it over yet? So, I mean, is there anything else we need to say about this? Do you think, Joe, I'll end it on this. Do you think this is the last time we'll hear Carl's voice on the show or see Carl on the show? No. He's coming back again, right? A, th- a thousand times. This is 
force. I don't care. Like, if what would possibly be the reason to bring him back? Like a Rick Dream. Like, okay, you know, I hate Dream episodes to begin with. So, like, if we see him, to me, it means fucking nothing. Dream episodes are the stupidest fucking episodes in any season of any series ever. <laughs> like they're very rarely done well like the killing of big pussy uh, uh a, a like rare example right that was like half dream episode half kill big pussy yeah the right? test the test dream episode i believe it was called the uh the season three finale of the sopranos like, I, I think it was no season very two few two. times in life are any anything like that done well so uh, let's quickly get through this next scene. Off to Michonne lying in bed as she doesn't look the, like the look of her dresser. <clears throat> she basically gives her dresser a death look. She's like, I want to kill you, dresser. But no, she's looking in there and she reaches in and she sees a note and it's Negan's letter. So uh, Killmonger at this point in time in the episode said, don't like the Carl voiceover shit. Chalkboy says, would have been better if Carl said, avenge me. <laughs> Atari Dad says, I feel like they should start be starting Judith's survival trading right now. And DJ said, I like the parts of the letter, but you have to make peace with Negan? What the fuck? Come on, Carl. Not possible. You can't feel safe like you did before all this happened. I wish the writers would make Rick like the letter, but but know that it's not realistic. And that be the struggle because his son was... And I added this because her son was naive. Santovia says, a dink. how come Carl doesn't have a southern accent? It was Santovia that said it. How come Carl doesn't have a southern accent? Chalkboy says, she should have killed Negan when he was holding her. And uh, who knows who knew that Danny's best uh, that Michonne's best line in the night would come in the Infinity War uh, Infinity War trailer. So we come back in and this is my favorite scene in the entire episode, Joe, hands down the Gregory and Simon scene. I feel like both these actors got to eat up scenery when they're uh, eat up the scene when they're on screen. They really own these characters. Gregory is such a swarmy dick, and really, you can expect him to do what he's going to do. Had some really exceptional one-liners in this scene. And Simon, I think both of us have said, have said nauseatingly am amounts of time how much he's the high point of these past two seasons. So having these two characters, which I feel are two of the newer characters introduced that hit home a little bit more for me than some of the other people like Ezekiel or Jesus or Negan. These two characters are probably the two most interesting of these new characters. Of I find nothing interesting about Gregory. About Gregory I, I like Gregory. I think he plays a good cock. And I think, and I find characters like this interest, not fun to watch, get their comeuppance on my screen over and over it's again. Exactly like Eugene. He's, if you give me the power, I will treat you like shit and make you feel my power. He's less oh, – the actor's power. the actor's performance it, is less annoying yeah. to me than Eugene. Yeah, but it's the same character. And if you take away my power and threaten me, I will cower before you until you don't. <laughs> so let's listen to a little bit of these two motherfuckers. No, not that. I'm here to make amends. You made me look like an ass. <sighs> Look, my intel wasn't current, you know. Things changed at Alexandria. Juice, juice and momentum can change the juice. game. Juice, the juice, who's got the juice? They had it, they did it. Margaret had the hilltop by the nuts. I didn't know it, and yet. Do, do, you, know, do you know why I think I like him? Because I don't think they overuse him. 
and I think they use him just enough in the right scene in the right moment. But so it's not, so it's not bashed into our head, and it's not. I don't know. I, I find him a likable son of a bitch. Right, but the thing is, we paid he price. should already be dead. Yeah, he never should have been in charge of the hilltop. Are you kidding me? And why didn't anybody kill him already? And the numerous times you find this guy wandering through the wilderness alone because he's got his fucking dick in his hand, running back and forth. Why hasn't anybody said, you know what? There's no reason for you to be on this earth anymore. You've contributed absolutely nothing since the apocalypse except... Except... Wait, yep, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, fuck. I like I like I like it, Joe. And uh sorry. I I was late on this, but I wanted to do that. I wanted to do this for you. Wait, play it. God damn. Joe Dirty Locks has officially torn you a new asshole. <laughs> so, uh. I I was I was late on it, David, but I but I wanted to make sure it got make sure it got pushed to the right right point in time. You got one other one in there. I heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got more. I got more. I gotta set, I gotta set them up. I don't have them. I haven't put them in with the rest of the soundboard stuff, so I'm having to go into the emails to get them. <laughs> but, I, but they're good, so good. I want to make sure I play them. So uh, Carl had the fever, and that's why he's talking about forgiveness. Margaret, should, yeah, exactly. D. Margaret should have shot him a season ago, and I think that's to Joe's, to Joe's point. Hannah and Joe are usually uh, in, on the same on the same in agreement. Atari Dad, the better question is how. <laughs> the better question is how has a zombie not killed him on his trips back and forth? We saw how badly he deals with zombies before. I came, I saw, I left. Great fucking name. Carl needs to die. He was shot twice, once in the eye. He gets bit doing something stupid. Can he just die already? Can he really? Can we not hear his voice? His disembodied voice. So let's continue with the recap here. Simon is like, I need to fuck you up to make I'm a point. you. It's all you. I need to fuck optics. you up. Optics. You don't have to worry about optics now. Cause you... Oh, I know. I have that juice. I have that momentum. I want to keep it. I got the juice. Ergo, you go. There you go. Well, that is just... I, and, I, and I know we're, we're again nauseatingly repeating this over and over again and it's hard not to enjoy a scene he's in joe and, and now that he's off this show it's almost a celebration you know usually the talking dead does let's play the uh let's play the sad piano music to say goodbye to stephen Ogg's character goodbye oh, well playing pink floyd Th <laughs> thank you hannibal ha ha hannibal sing to pink floyd but that was supposed to be sad music. But let's let's say let's say a huge uh, goodbye and the congratulations to Stephen Ogg to go on to other projects. So uh, so basically, in this whole scene, it sets up that Gregory wants to be the new star scream to the Megatron of uh, of Trevor when Trevor takes over the sanctuary, and and Trevor likes the thought of it and says, "Make me fucking coffee, bitch." Let's. Make me coffee, bitch. Best in the land. And this is stupid too. What? What? That? Uh, the fact that uh, that their whole I was gonna kill you, but since you got all cocky and went down like a sack of taters, 
I think I'll have you make me coffee instead. You can be my little Dwight bitch boy after I kill that son of a bitch see, for killing me. I, I can't argue with you that it's like silly, but that's the kind of stuff in The Walking Dead I can forgive if it's interesting and fun. And and I enjoy I can't. and I, I can't enjoy and I enjoy the scene. <laughs> I can't because it's fucking it's dumb cliche shit. And they're supposed to be above that. Are they? They used to be. Were they? No, because it's a zombie <laughs> shit show, right? I guess not. No. But like, no, the first. Okay, see, they again. You want to be a campy cliche bullshit show? Be that. Embrace you want to be a serious frame an episode with two fucking heartfelt letters from a dead child? Then be that. But you fail at trying in the slightest to be both maybe because you try in the absolute slightest and then throw in on top of that your sprinkling of same old cliche tv movie bullshit that hollywood has been ramming down our throats for the past what 40 years come on people are sick of that shit that's why they have left you in droves because you let some fucking uh, Hollywood fuck fuck sit in his fucking golden throne and decide we're going to do all the things that Hollywood has done. So that's what works. But you see, before you started doing that, what worked got you millions of more viewers. You could compete with a Sunday night football game. Are you kidding me? No way. No way. Not anymore. Nope. You have lost millions and millions of viewers because you fell into this comfortable, stupid fucking place. No, it's it's hard to argue yeah, with you. That. And 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 I was joking. It would have been interesting to see what this series would have become if Frank Darabont controlled it all the way through and ran the show at least into this point and had it run maybe eight seasons like normal shows do and then gone off the air. Instead, it's going to be it's it's just it's just it's very I'm very curious how many more seasons The Walking Dead will go or if it will uh, it, I think a lot of it has to do with this new showrunner because if it keeps it's it's still doing decent enough in the ratings it's lost a lot of viewers but still gets five six million viewers a show for a show that used to get maybe what like 16 20 or something like that it is a big dip but and I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I could be inflating them, but I'm uh, I'm assuming and uh, estimating numbers here. But we'll do that at the end of the season. Maybe Joe and I will do an after show and look at some of the ratings and and talk about some ways The Walking Dead could improve going into season nine. But but anyways, let's continue back with this one. Then we go to Oceanside. Yeah, there was Oceanside in this episode. Yeah. So then we go to. Uh, no, I mean, what's to say about Oceanside? There's people talking about killing Aaron. We see Aaron hungry and thirsty. They don't care, and we go to the next scene. But they do care. In fact, they care so much they go back with 20 girls instead of just two or three. They all want to go see the man. Is that it? Is that it? Are they like, there's a man in the woods. Let's go see him. <laughs> Lois says... We used to have men before, remember? Like... Makes no sense. Now they're like no men whatsoever. Like you used to live with them. You loved them. They were your husbands, your sons, your brothers, boyfriends, enemies maybe too. But like you go from like some psychopath killed all our men to like 
absolutely nobody will join us. Yep, and then we're in Oceanside with Aaron playing uh, playing Suffering Succotash at the tree. Just, oh, whoa, it's me. Oh, whoa. Whoa, like, it's me. And essentially, basically what that means is we will all go off into the woods and watch each other die slowly because none of our families are going to grow, <laughs> right? We kill everybody, male or female, that comes in, in contact with us. You know, maybe we're changing that a little and not killing some people, but like, what? <laughs> like, you're just going to watch each other die slowly instead of just like, go die now. And like, Car- just give up now then. Carmine asked, wait, Oceanside is still a thing? Yep. Yep, they're bringing us back there because we had they had one guy, Aaron, who's the character that they can't think of what the fuck to do with. They're, so so they basically said, hey, Aaron, why don't you just go sit in a tree outside of Oceanside? So he's just sitting at a tree, hanging out there, not eating or drinking, just hanging out at the tree. And uh, we haven't seen him in a couple of episodes, but they keep bringing us back to Oceanside because we really care. And we need to bring more useless characters in because reasons. Yeah. I don't fucking know. All that Fu- it's all it's super fucked up. Land. All that time. Yep. And uh, if uh, I just saw that someone called in and maybe got disconnected, but if you want to call in and talk, definitely do it. 657-383-1435. And we got a text message that says, Joe and Phil, uh, love you guys. I like this episode a little bit more than you guys, but I feel the same as Joe. This show is horseshit. <laughs> and, uh, and here we go. This says, hey, Phil, I know this isn't related to tonight's episode, but what the fuck ever happened to Heath in that key card with the PPP written on it? It's been over a year and a half, and we still haven't heard a word since. Heath is over he in 24. He found the rebellion. He handed the key card over. And he wor- they yep. stuck it in a fucking droid. And they sent that droid off to go find the Enterprise. And now he works for Jack Bauer and Chloe in, uh, <laughs> in the 24 universe. So I think what happened was the actor... Was on oh, the, is that where he went? I oh, think, no. I think but was, I don't know I if that... I thought he went to Star Wars. It was Jack Bauer. You're right. I think he went to the I think he went to the, the 24 reboot situation, but yep. I, don't, I don't know if that got renewed or whatever, so maybe we'll see Heath again next season because that show was a colossal fucking uh, explosion of shit because, yeah, we can do 24 without Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, because... You can't do 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. You could do two se- one or two seasons of it. <laughs> there was a couple of good seasons of 24. There was just way too many of them. I, the, a couple of the, a couple of this one would have been all right. <laughs> it's no longer 24 since we've gone to multiple seasons. It's now you know 182. <laughs> funny, funny story. If you guys want to see some of the some early reviews of Joe and I when we were just starting out before there was a motherfucking chat, you can see me torture Joe through some 24 reviews. Because well, I did it because Catelyn Stark was in, yeah, because Catelyn Stark was in it yeah, because Catelyn Stark was in it. And there's some there's some surprising parallels. <laughs> Cadigan says this episode was mad to decent. I mean, it was predictable writing. We all know that Negan knew about Dwight and Simon, and he played both predictable a predictable writing, in my opinion. Do you think Aaron will play the Knights of the Veil vale card for The Walking Dead? Yes. Absolutely think he's going to play the Gandalf slash Knights of the Vale card at the final point in next week's episode. I think that was the point of seeing it. But in fairness, you didn't have to go back there to see them bring him in, but whatever. Okay, so we're at the den. Then we go over to the den of the 70s porn star Eugene the Dick. He's got the sar- he's got uh, sardines and he's got, gar- he's got a sardine garlic shit of... 
I don't even know, but let's listen to a little bit of Eugene because he's a good garlic to me. He's always fun. And everything else. A sardine mac and cheese recipe I gave you was a staple from my college days when as a castrated student. I can't listen to him fucking drone about mac and cheese. Like, are you fucking in the fanciest possible fucking language they could think of? Are you kidding me? Somebody even yells out fucking troglodyte in this fucking episode. (laughs) Are you fucking serious? How long did that writer wait to put troglodyte into a fucking script somewhere? Are you fucking kidding me? You sh- <laughs> oh my fucking god! It was in Knock his. Get re- the fuck off! It was in Get his senior thesis, dude. And bitch, slap this stupid fuck with a bag full of bullets, please. Tell him to stop talking like a fucking shithead. Are you kidding me? But Joe, why hasn't somebody? Ki- Are you kidding me? Every time he opens his mouth and it sounds like that, I'm gonna kick him in the fucking teeth. <laughs> that would be my goal. I will teach you to speak like human. <laughs> I will teach you to speak like you, but but the intellectual stimulation of the negative power, Joe, dropped me down on sideways. So I made a garlic bread with a cheese pizza, and then I went and put some spaghettios inside of adult dish, and I put it in the microwave until it went zap, and then I came inside the Lupin Beatty Jack until I put it inside my ass, and then we're gonna go hog wild on that son of a bitch. <laughs> I can only put up a soma. Like, are you kidding me? I'd be sitting there as fucking Negan going, "Are you kidding me?" I got to deal with fucking like this, this fucking idiot with the bullets speaking like fucking God. I don't even know what he's speaking like. This other fucking idiot over in this town, fucking king fucking douchebag. This other fucking douchebag over here on the trash. Thou what the wrong. fuck language is he speaking? Thou art wrong. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <clears throat> like, what the fuck? Like, oh. what the fuck? Come on. No. Come on. Me. Oh my god. She's, and I, I it's been so That's why they killed off Abraham because they couldn't have another one talking weird like like Abraham, yeah, as much as I loved him, he was a weird talker. I always found a way to 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 fit that shit bag, shit river, shit fucking stew, shit fucking mustache, shit something in there. Mo- shit salad, who knows. Shit uh, mother dick. And uh, Lamont hurts. says, late to the party, <laughs> your head hurts, late to the party, ate a monster burrito and took a huge walking dead. <laughs> what really sucks. No Game of Thrones to look forward to. No Game of Thrones, but I am drinking the Hand of the Queen new Amagang beer. No, this isn't a fucking sponsorship, but Amagang will, will gladly take some sponsorships and <laughs> some free ones. Uh, 10.7 alcohol. Very good. I didn't like it the first sip, but... Oh, my gang, send us some free fucking beer, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah, send us some free beer, motherfucker. We promote your shit. But anyways, Cadigan says, I did like when Eugene vomited on Rosita. Quite a desperate move, but it worked, I guess. We'll get to that in a little bit. So, okay, so everyone looks around as like, what? I do like the reaction to Eugene, how you can just tell everyone thinks he's a gigantic piece of horse shit. Eugene gives another speech. Sorry, Joe. In his MIA. Simon has taken over and he has requested an exponential acceleration of production. <laughs> oh, an exponential acceleration of bullshit streaming <laughs> out your mouth. Please, please, just fucking end him. <laughs> so, Eugene looks at a bullet and uh, we see that Gabriel's there working and he coughs. And I, I actually like this. This is my favorite Eugene line of the entire evening. I like this shit. He says yelling at me. Last thing we can afford is for yours truly to contract whatever kind of nasty infected you with your improper gut handling. My current theory is that it's either influenza or cryptococcus and therefore airborne. 
it was of the blood variety, you would have already been dead. But the fact remains, you're packing pathogens that can sting with the sneeze, making it imperative that you maintain your PPE love, at all times. I would love for the fucking stupid fuck to just stand up and go, you know what? Fuck you. You're the piece of shit that let me and the doctor go. Now the doctor's dead. Bravo, you shithead. <laughs> Eugene needs to get laid. He'll stop talking normally, I bet. Like right away, he'll his hair will he'll cut his hair immediately in bed and then start talking like a normal person all of a sudden. And so Eugene no, he won't. he'll be like, I knew it would work. <laughs> for, for what is Eugene? Is is uh is Eugene ultimately in this situation? What is Eugene? <laughs> what, what is Eugene, really? What is he? Joe, what the fuck is is Eugene? I mean, sorry, the alcohol, the alcohol is kicking kicking in this situation. Uh, I just, I don't get Eugene's uh, Eugene's mindset in here. I mean, with Gabriel, just can he just kill Gabriel? I mean, why are they keeping Gabriel alive? Oh, I know what I'm, I know what I wanted to say. Is Eugene just a doctor at this point, Joe? Like he he's uh he's basically telling telling Gabriel what's wrong with him. He's is talking shit out his ass. He's like, it's airborne, so any sneeze, like, is it airborne? Is it droplet? Like, so if it's airborne, the mask isn't doing shit. If it's droplet, the mask is doing a little bit, but he keeps scratching his fucking nose and putting his fingers down his throat and then touching all your fucking bullets, and then your other fuckers are touching those same bullets. So what is it? Because if it's airborne, that mask is doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And if it's droplet, you're allowing him to touch his face and then touch all the shit that you're about to touch. So Eugene is not a doctor and he's an absolute fucking idiot. Period. Plain and simple. Like, that's the way that works. Fuck that's logic. the only way that works. Yeah, and if, exactly. Like, yeah, a sneeze, if it's droplet, could absolutely hurt anybody. If it's airborne, every time he exhales, that shit is not tight around his face. It's getting out. Joe, I have this response to what you're saying. Dude, it's only wrong when you take time to think about it. Come on. <laughs> it's only wrong when you take time to think You don't have to take time to think about it. Some things you don't have to think about. Like, okay, yes, I may have to think about some trigonometry equation and figure out if it's wrong. But when someone says, ah, oh, dude, it's 2 plus 2, 7. You don't have to think about it to know that that is wrong. It's just wrong. Like, you're not four. You aren't learning math. You know two plus two equals seven. Hey, you right? just got fucked you by know the that. truth. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It equals four. Come on, guys. You don't have to think about it. And lots of love to uh, to Cougar, Douglas, and Lamont, who said, uh, who basically saying that they wouldn't uh, watch The Walking Dead if it wasn't for us talking about it. So really do really do appreciate that. And uh, and great to see everyone. And thank you to, again to Carmine, who's popping on in the live chat. Great to see you, buddy. Uh, and lots of love to him. So uh, and if you haven't, I know you'll hate me, but make sure you go over to Red Team Review and subscribe. Subscribe to fucking Carmine. Oh yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that shit. Do that shit right now. So uh, so let's continue. Uh, Eugene calls someone out on. Uh, oh yeah, he just says fuck you, and he says don't get me sick, you dirty motherfucker. And he continues one more time. I'll try not to cry too loud. I'm gonna go outside and test fire some of these rounds that you didn't compromise with your chicanery. 
the, 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 do you know what that is? That's the Walking Dead writers watching Better Call Saul and being like, I really like that word chicanery. I want to steal it and put it in my show. And troglodyte. I bet we can get them both in on the same episode. <laughs> so they, so then they come outside and their friend is shot and Daryl and Rosita get Eugene. We finally see a second of action and then it's gone. So then we see Dwight coming around a corner as we come back in from commercial break and bump, 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 whistle while you work. Shouldn't be. Negan is back and they move a dumpster and I, I don't really want to talk. <laughs> I don't really want to talk too much because I just hear that whistle in my dreams. We hear we hear the Mugwai whistle from uh, Gizmo. Oh my God, I can't I can't I can't whistle. Thank you, Joe. Why is that creepy? It's one, two. Negan's coming for you. Three, four. Your harem's a whore. Five, six. Suck Negan's dick. What I mean, you might as well be doing that. Okay, so we see a walker in the back to, to, to remind you that uh, that. Then we get one of the. This is the second time in a couple weeks they did this. This over your head slap you with imagery bullshit. That we have this scene with Negan and Dwight. I'm not gonna play it because there's more Negan to play later, and there's only so much even I can handle. But we get this moment with Dwight and Negan, and ne and Dwight basically can already sense that Negan knows something, but Negan's playing uh, playing slippery dick with it, and he wants to wait for the right opportunity to come out with this shit. But then they flash, and you see a zombie stuck in chains to symbolize Dwight being stuck in that situation and locked there, just like the Rick mirror broken. It's just this obvious hanging. Foreshadowing someone else being there, maybe, too. Yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit. So then we go over to uh, our... Let's go to the live motherfucking chat and what DJ said at this point. Simon may be more straight-up brutal than Negan. Oh, shut up, Gregory. Wasting screen time. Wait a minute. Simon isn't gonna kill Gregory? Huh? Why are Negan's ladies still looking like they're going clubbing? Stupid. Blah, 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 Eugene. Blah, blah, blah. Gabriel. Ooh, Eugene's in trouble like that. Okay, at least there's some tense dialogue between Negan and Dwight. So... Right, like, that's... Yeah, and that's a great point. Would... How would they even feel comfortable dressed like that? Yeah. I, like, 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 essentially, like, okay, before, when you could walk around and there was a lot of other people dressed like that, like and I know there's not a lot of people that look like me, and I feel comfortable the way I look, right? You look but beautiful, Joe. I know I look beautiful. Fuck yeah, I'm a handsome motherfucker. I'm horrible at whistling, so. Tom Tom. But in the zombie apocalypse, you're gonna walk around like I think I'll wear my uh, my party dress today and my six inch spikes. Like, like sure, you may actually feel comfortable in that, but do you feel comfortable in that? At any moment during the zombie apocalypse. Because the zombies aren't a threat anymore, as we're going to get into a little bit later. So we come back in on Simon and Negan, and I thought this was also a very funny scene and one of the better scenes in the episode. We, uh, just like better scenes in the episode. Go fuck Everybody yourself up. Everybody owns one set of outfit. And we, uh, we, uh, Basically, I what I liked about this scene was seeing Simon's face while Negan is talking, and Simon just has this "oh shit" uh, hand in the cookie jar kind of feeling. That that face I get when I'm all in with money in a poker hand, and I know I have shit, and someone's thinking about calling me. Just I have no poker face. Just this, ah, oh, ah, I'm fucked. 
I'm fucked right here. I'm fucked. And Simon kind of has that look through this whole scene. And it's, it's funny because, I, and I also thought this scene was decently enough done in the sense that they don't show you that anyone else is in the room until after the forgiveness part. So this is all happening in front of people too. Negan's just brought in a new group of... No, we saw other people in that room. I, I didn't see them at first, maybe because I was looking down. So I saw the setup between Negan and Simon before I saw the people. So I, so maybe I'm giving the show too much credit because I looked away for a second. And I didn't see the people in the room at the beginning. But either way, I thought this was a decent scene. And, and that you were gone. I like, thought it was stupid. Like. <laughs> and Atari like Dead's... You want him dead. Why not just get up and fucking attack him right then and there, Simon? Like, what... Just to jump in the chat for a second before we lose what you were talking about. Atari Dad says, I think that's kind of the point, Joe. Less likely to run away in an outfit that allows for minimal movement. So Negan is forcing them to dress like that. Right. And Caddy... Let's have him be our leader instead of just kill him. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have poison to do it. Plan over. <laughs> Cadigan says, I... Th- no I- other way to kill the man. <laughs> Whoops. I guess, I guess that's it. Eugene foiled us. Like, what? What? That was your only plan. That was your only plan. That was the only way you could think to do it. Eugene wouldn't give you the poison, so you abandoned all hope. Oh, well, let's continue to get raped by Negan for the rest of our fucking lives. Again, I don't get it. Makes no fucking sense. Please, let me put back on the party dress and go work in a fucking factory. Because, what, Negan's going to show up and want to fuck me in front of everybody? Yeah. Even more of a reason to wear a party dress. Like, come on. (laughs) Just fucking come on. So, so sorry, Joe. I'm flashing that Joe is always right. (laughs) Joe is always right. And everybody, if you want to get your... Sorry for flashing that. If you want to get your Joe... Joe Joe, You can get your Joe is always right t-shirts. You can find that in the link in the description. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs that you can get. Anything you want to get Joe is always right on, you can get it. Or you can just buy your own t-shirt and write it on with a magic marker. Either way... It's okay with me. Just there is no wrong way. There is no wrong way for to Joe sh- to always be right. Exactly. All that's important is Joe's always right. So, Cadigan <laughs> says in the comic books, Negan's women's are all lingerie. She also says, "I thought a second Lucille-ing was going to happen, but the gore has been toned down so much. So lame. Sigh. Maybe next year the gore comes back. That's because a lot of the bullshit, a uh, buzz that came out of the Negan introduction." I think got the wrong kind of press and told The Walking Dead the wrong information. Instead of the focus being on that the development of Negan was a good lead up and then the payoff was lame, which got some attention, a lot of people and the remnants of that came from, oh, it was way too gory the way he smashed that bat into two lovable characters. That wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't that he killed two characters. I know that sucks for a lot of people that enjoy those characters and whatever. That, to me, that is the least of the issues. The issues have to do with Glenn not being dead before that. It has to do with the the cliffhanger kind of ending that they did with that season. It has to do with just the casting of Negan and the depiction of the whole Savior arc as a whole. It doesn't have to do with the two gory. But what the Walking Dead staff uh, showrunners heard... 
they think we're too gory. So why don't we just do a bunch of conversational stuff? I think that's a good idea. I love to write some monologues and have everyone do monologues. And we'll give him a monologue and give you a monologue. And he gets a monologue. And I like bread! I mean, and we're going to get monologues? I mean, what the flying fuck? So I think the gore has been toned down because... They heard what they... It's basically... I think you're absolutely right, Phil. That's, they heard what they wanted to hear religion. with the complaints about that finale. They didn't hear that the, the reveal was stupid, the the payoffs were stupid, uh, shit like that. They heard it was too gory, so let's get all introspective through this war. We're going to They think oh, They think that was gory. We're going to show that... We're going to show them the most darn good, uh, wholesome, analyzing... Uh, internal war of all time it's gonna be yeah, the flip-flop yeah the, we're... Fl- the, the year of the flip-flopping characters yeah stupid just it's... stupid just stupid like <laughs> phil you know what from this point on every time you want to ask me anything about this episode my answer is it's just stupid <laughs> it's just stupid wouldn't that be funny if like smurf all you said for the rest of the episode was the word stupid <laughs> stupid Stupid. So if we if we if we're like basically. What did Joe? What did Joe think? What did Joe think? What did Joe? What did Joe think? Was it good or did it really fucking stink? Stupid, stupid, stupid. What did Joe think? Wait, Glenn got his face smashed in. I just thought he rolled under the van and was doing fine. Says Tom Tom. Okay, so let's continue here. So we back in with Simon and Negan. Negan replies, uh, setting in. We get Simon having a monologue, and then get ready. You think you have a monologue? I have. I'm Mister Monologue. And basically, this all sets up. It's. I mean, I just want to yada yada some of this. Ultimately, this all gets set up so we have a to mention Oz again for the night and add a BC-like moment with Saeed where Simon's crazy rage, this is more of Simon's the bad one. Simon is head first. This is all Simon's fault. Simon killed all the people in Oceanside. Simon did this. Simon did that. And at the end of this episode, Negan's only doing something bad because he is engulfing the spirit of Simon. Simon has infested him. I am up and in you, Negan. He has infested jumped inside infiltration yes that's the word i was looking for infiltrated the the insides of negan at the end of this episode and corrupted him with his evil stink and it's all simon's fault because negan real we know what negan really wants negan really wants to believe negan really wants to believe in what carl said because you know at the end of this episode we're gonna get there but the end of this episode Negan wanted to believe in what Carl said. He felt it because he's really, yeah, deep down, he's an all right guy, Joe. He's an all right guy, and he's gonna be a he's gonna be a character. He's gonna be a main character next fucking season. No fucking way they're gonna kill him tomorrow next week. It's not gonna happen. They're gonna fucking lose their balls, and Negan's gonna be Rick's little fucking uh, number two by the end of next season. It's happening, and it's going to fucking suck. Yep, it's happening. It's, it's fucking, there's no way they're killing fucking Negan, and I'm pissed about it. And uh, so we come back in Simon and Negan and go yada, yada, yada. So then Negan goes and he says to Simon, he, he gets Simon down on his hands and knees. He says, get down on your hands and knees and suck my cock. <laughs> get down on my hands and knees and suck my cock, Gary. Suck it. Suck yeah. that cock, Gary. And America, fucker. So uh, they have the Team America moment where he makes the actor get down and suck his cock. But then Negan asks, asks, asks him if he's going to make a move. There's a long pause. He says, no move to make. 
and he says all is forgiven. So then we see that uh, I feel like so- then we see that Negan pulls out a map, shows what his plan is, explains, excuse me, all of his plan. Dwight is watching all of this, and Negan presses him and shows him that uh, you know I believe in you, Dwight, and he's telling him keep safe and I guess this all makes sense now that I'm talking back through it that Negan kept Dwight in the now because he wanted him to deliver these plans to Rick and the piss crew so he needed to he needed to play the game with Dwight for a little while so I guess that makes sense to give the show credit that it makes sense that Negan had to play this game with Dwight for a while and he didn't just right because he has him on two fronts yep and he wants to see if he's if he's right about either of them, yeah. So, so I, so I, I will give the show credit on that for for setting up. And and again, I'll say it, we could just we definitely disagree on this, Joe. The savior stuff in this episode, I thought was passable. Is it great? Is it going to be mean, one of the best shows in the on the sh- on in the series? In another way, with The Walking Dead was in a different mindset right now, in a better show. Scenes like this, I wouldn't have mattered. It's just the overall feeling of the show is a negative. But I don't mind these scenes. Scenes like what? Uh, Which scene exactly? Scenes with uh, Negan and Dwight. I enjoy their interaction. Right. This, enjoy- are we on the second? Are we on the second? Or are we still on the first one out by the dumpster? We're, we're, we're no that that's with Jerry. with the second one. The so one- right. So that's why I'm like, no, Phil, no. We He's did this once. We did this once already. Now, like, okay, here's the map and all this. Let's do it a fucking again. Like, come on. I know. I we hear did this once already. Joe, I hear you, man. I, like, I, I hear you. That's... Take out that first scene and just make it this second scene. Dude, that's when they shoot themselves in the foot because they could, if they do it once and don't hammer things in, in home. But this episode, to me, the whole episode stinks of they didn't have enough material to pad out this season for the X amount of episodes, for the 16 episodes that they needed to do. So they need to fan this shit out and waste time and waste time and extra repetition and and have these things last and have these pauses between dialogue to stretch time out and all that sort of shit bogs down the fucking show but the scenes themselves at times you have enough good shit that you could have put together 10 awesome episodes not awesome 10 decent episodes of the walking dead if you cut out fucking five episodes worth of bullshit that they didn't need to fucking have because it's repetition and it's boring crap. But somewhere within that turd, if you craft it down a little bit, you have these moments in this season to me. A couple moments here and there that actually are, I'm like, okay, you could have done something cool. Assholes. It pisses me off more, Joe, honestly. If it was just a shit show, I I wouldn't be fighting you here. But like, but because it has these moments, it pisses me off even more. It's like ripping down and giving me a second of hope and then ripping down my life. Not my life, but you know what I mean. Basically giving you that, giving you a, hey, you want a sandwich? I'll be able to take the fucking sandwich. Don't offer me the fucking sandwich. Just let me die in hunger here, motherfucker. And so I think that's what's pissing me off because there are some elements here I like. If you take the best parts of all these scenes and you put them in one scene, then it would work. And it's just too much. So I can't fucking argue with your points. All I can say is 
I think I like the high points a little bit more and I see through the forest of shit a little bit that, and I'm trying to find moments and nuggets that I enjoy. And right. But you know what? Like if I have to peer through the, you know, one foot long shit links to see the diarrhea in the background. I don't want to do it. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. Like, like, <clears throat> like what's better phil like if you're like like oh man these shits are so big they're ripping my asshole apart or like oh anything's better than that so instead you have that acidy diarrhea that just doesn't stop all day long <laughs> nah dude those are both bad they're both bad you're kidding yourself if you think otherwise. <laughs> good, good point as always, Joe. So, uh, uh, so we go back over here. So it's Simon. Wait, uh, oh shit, it's Simon. Wait, what? Negan, I would have, uh, yeah, bash Simon's head in. Uh, Negan is like a mafia boss running an extortion racket. Corey Mitchell says, yeah, but Negan has unlimited saviors. I think he has a factory that mass produces them. Right, dude. Come on, like. And uh, Casey... that's why I'm saying he's conscripting all the workers. Carl's letter falls on deaf ears because all these workers are stepping up to become the new soldiers. They have to, or the war is over because there are no more soldiers and only workers. And uh, and Killmonger said, I thought it was going to be like the Untouchables, and he was going to bash his head in there. I, I thought that maybe that was going Should've. to happen as well. Should have. It would have been awesome. Big Kev with the Super Chat donation. Is Eugene making bullets that blow up in Savior's gun so he can redeem himself? Joe owes me a character impression of one. I want you to do Mace Tyrell. Can you do Mace Tyrell? for? Big I can Kev? do Mace Tyrell. Mommy, I want to be Lord. Stop telling me what to do or give me more booze. <laughs> that's there you go big kev and here's another spin of the wheel for you buddy for your know it wasn't great but that's all that's all i could think of and big kev got everybody drinks oh, so i need my booze so i need my booze we're, oh mommy stop it mommy i'm the lord mommy we're, he's, like, he's like lord aaron right of the veil only grown up <laughs> right and his mom is still alive and not psychotic well not crazy but maybe psychotic no pretty level-headed too never mind but yeah like lord aaron of the veil and everybody big kev landed on everybody drinks so wherever you are whether you're drinking water or fucking soda or beer or vodka, i can't do another shot big kev i will fucking hit the floor that's okay you can drink you can toast your and beer phil i'm gonna have to tell you man i know i still owe 10 i haven't given my 10 but if that shit lands on 10 again I can't do them tonight either, man. What push-ups? Up yeah, yeah. You, you do owe ten push-ups. So I, yeah, but that's from before. No, everybody, from before. toast your drink. Toast your drink to Big Kev and take a sip. Mm -mm -mm. Does not need to be a shot. Whoa! Oh, that fucking alcohol is strong. Oh, Game man. of Thrones beer is very good, but very strong, everybody. So I highly recommend it. Uh, so okay, so then Daryl and Rosita, they have Eugene. He's alive, and uh, we have this whole scene with all of them. And it's it's fun to see Rosita and Eugene back together again because because I, I actually like I definitely like Rosita in these scenes tonight. Daryl and Rosita and Eugene's alive. The reason I'm being taken alive. Oh wait 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 wait. Sorry, Phil. What yeah. completely warranted bad blood? Be because. What I really fucking hate about the, not hate about the scene, but Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, what, what? I love you, Daryl, or I like Norman Reedus's performance of Daryl, 
But there's a whole shitload of nothing. He he grabs Eugene with a knife. Did anyone think you basically Daryl? Every situation with Daryl now revolves happens the same exact way. Daryl gets angry. He goes to do something. Someone holds him back, and then Daryl says, "Maybe I shouldn't have done that thing." Yeah, but did you see the difference? Daryl didn't hold Rosita back when she did it. No, five minutes that's later. why she was awesome. She was she was awesome in this scene, and. Uh, and uh, Eugene tries to play this uh, off that this is no, 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 no. See, the reason why this whole scene is so fucking stupid, and Rosita is a piece of shit fucking idiot and doesn't realize how stupid she is. Same with Daryl in this moment, is because all Eugene has to say is, "What the fuck do you think the difference is between what you just said to me is my future and what Negan said my past was?" Guess what? It's exactly the same, only Negan said, I'm going to give you things, and you're saying, I'm going to lock you in a fucking dungeon and make you do it. Hello? <laughs> hello? Mc, like, McFly, hello? Like, either way, I die if I don't make bullets for one of you two fucking shitheads right now. But Negan wants to give me shit. You want to lock me up for it. Hello. Like, I should have just said, okay, kill me. That's what I did when I said I made the bullet for you. Only he was like, oh, all right. You get to make them for me now, and I'll give you shit for it instead of, you know, make you eat shit for it. <laughs> stupid, stupid. So... If you hate him this much and you think he's a fucking traitor, just put a fucking bullet in his head. Like, why didn't you say, oh, you know how to make bullets? Can you show me how to make bullets in case you fucking die five minutes from now? Why didn't you tell us you knew how to make bullets when we were on our trek across country looking for bullets every day? <laughs> So that so then we get uh, he thinks it's Rick's fault and he blames it all on Rick. You're selfish and you're a coward and you're so a traitor. Stupid! Just shoot him in the face. Especially oh, because you're selfish and you want him for yourself and you're a coward and you can't actually pull the fucking trigger. And if she shoots, she'll mess. That's a, that's her ammo. Not because we Negan's bat. We just need what's in there. Five miles on the other side of town. Broke. Listen to the very beginning of the podcast. The only time you'll see the light of day is when we <laughs> Joe is a much happier time with for Joe. So don't worry, you'll get what you want. You I, I can't lie. I like watching. I like anyone giving Eugene shit. I like her breaking down the real crap to Eugene here. You fucking piece of shit. So uh, you will live. To, but you're right. She's ultimately being selfish. They're being selfish where they should just kill him for betrayal, ultimately. But no, they want to keep him and have him uh, be Jesse Pinkman for them and be in a basement just working over and over again and and uh, and building bullets for their side. But ultimately, at the end, when he escapes, she's just, she's just basically screaming, shoot him, shoot him, so you might as well just shot him now. So, fucking that motherfucker. Cadigan, have a great night. Great to see you. Thank you so much, as always, for popping on in the live motherfucking chat. Atari says, uh, wouldn't matter if he knew how to make bullets on the road or not. You need a machine shop to make them. 
Yeah, so where they basically they basically just you gonna- don't necessarily need a machine shop to make bullets. You need a machine shop to mass produce bullets. You need a packer, something to pack the the powder in, right? And you need something to crimp it to make sure that the lead is on tight on the casing. Okay, but you're collecting casings. Basically, you need you need presses. Uh, you know, it's listen. There's it, to that point. There's you know a hundred libraries that all have books, and I'm sure, like as awful as this sounds, there are books in, in libraries all over the place that'll tell you how to make bullets, bombs. Well, look at you. I can in feel libraries, you inside me right now. Public libraries. That shit's there. You don't need the internet. You can go to the library, read the shit, not leave a trace. So chemistry book. Shit. That's it. Santovia Major says, uh, the saviors started it when they stopped Abe, Sasha, and Daryl on the road and tried to make the fuel truck everything else they had in the name of Negan. So Dwight leaves a note on the on the map that says tomorrow afternoon Negan two and ten men at X on the map eleven people team oh, the and uh, and goes to wants to deliver that to Rick so goes to the door and Simon and him have a scene where they go over everything and Simon basically pressures Dwight into saying we need to betray Negan we've come this far we need to go all the way and go against Negan fun scene between the two of them again simple. All I mean when I say fun scenes is not that it's not redundant or fucking bullshit or even badly written. What I mean is Stephen Ogg is awesome to watch deliver dialogue. He's he's good. I'm a fan. I'm a fanboy. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna do it. So uh, Simon is still planning a takeover. Give me a fucking break, says DJ at this point. Uh, Santovia says Rick and company are escalating things. They were o- overconfident and they bit off more than they can chew. So then we go back in with Daryl and Rosita, and they're Wait, what? Say that again. Rick and company escalated things. They're overconfident, and they bit off more than they could chew. With dealing with the dealing with the saviors, that they um, they went in, they went in, they killed twenty saviors, and really antagonized the Negan situation. You could, there's a different perspective to look at everything. No, that you I'm could, not. I'm not arguing. Uh, you didn't hear me argue. Right, I but I'm saying, but, but yeah, I if you're if there's a, there's a way to look at this whole situation in Negan's perspective and say Rick's an asshole, Rick's a prick. Right. There's a there's a certain point. You have to say, okay, so maybe it's okay you want to fight over Alexandria, right? That's worth fighting over. It's power, running water, <clears throat> you know, uh, walls, houses, pool table, right? There's, there's a lot to, to fight over there. Sewer system that works. But you might want to decide at some point, do we leave as a community and travel onward or do we stay and fight? Because here's the thing. I guarantee that at least 20% of us will be dead by the end of this, if not more, if we stay and fight. It could be 1% or 100% if we leave, and it could be, but I guarantee at least 20% if we stay. Like, why not just leave? Like, it's a big fucking country. It's a big fucking country. 
Yeah, and they've got people there that know how to dismantle fucking like come just leave. Do what the fucking women colony did and just fucking leave. Pack up and go. And I'm sorry, lady colony. What did you walk five miles and say, okay, we're done here. This is where we stay. How far did you, did you walk for one day? Like, what the fuck? Find an island. How far like how far away did you go? And the saviors haven't found the women colony yet? Like they're, this is so stupid. They're, they're protected by the invisible uh, abilities so of the stupid. Amazonian uh, gods. So stupid. Broke says review supernatural. You got to get it on the wheel, broke. Spin to the wheel for broke who says Joe, you trolling bastard that you left it at the beginning of the episode. What happened to that, Joe? Let's spin the wheel for broke black man ninety four. Spin that motherfucking wheel, buddy. Lots of love to you. Thank you so much for the super chat yes, donation. Oh, we got some Dean coming up. Some Dean reviews. So here Jeffrey we go. Dean and his boy, Dean. Oh, that landed on Joe do a character impression. So, Broke, let Joe know in the chat who you want him to do a character impression on. I love that. I love that. that I got one. Up. I got one. This is for him. Okay. He please. wants a supernatural review. Okay, do it, Joe. So, here we go. You ready? You ready? Let's go. You ready? Sam, give me that fucking sandwich. There you go. That's for that's for broke, broke, broke. I hope I hope I hope I don't watch Supernatural, so I don't know what that means. But I hope that I hope that pays off the uh, the debt yeah. that Joe Meatball owes you. Meatball sandwich. So we're we're back so, in. He <laughs> likes the sandwiches. Jay, I know that. I know that. To your to your point, J Matt. Sam's I, always getting in the way of a good sandwich. To your point, Joe, uh, J Madden says 20% of us will be dead before the series ends, I think. Atari, <laughs> Atari, Atari Dad says... Neg- no, it's already over, Jay. What are you, who are you fucking <laughs> Atari Dad says, Negan didn't even know about Alexandria before Hilltop hired them to hit Negan's guys, but it's probably only a matter of time until he stumbled upon them. And uh, let's get back. We're back in with Daryl and Roos and the Walkers, and Daryl's going to handle it. And... <sighs> To me, this was one of those situations. Joe's going to run and take a quick break and probably go grab a sandwich. So we're back in on Daryl and Rosita and the walkers, and Daryl's going to handle it. And this is one of those situations where it kind of irritates me how little the walkers are a threat. And this is what there's two moments in this episode where they, again, easily deball the walkers <laughs> one where uh, we'll get to with Aaron a little bit later, but in this moment with Daryl where Daryl just goes o- off to kill a bunch of walkers and that's fine him alone, but ultimately they go away from that and they don't focus excuse me on that scene on the zombie killing. And I know people go, Oh, whatever. We, you don't want to see zombie killing to me. That's one of the things that the walking dead excels at. It's, it's like a rock band that plays really good fast songs and aggressive songs that does one ballot and then they get obsessed with the ballot. I call it the Red Hot Chili Pepper Disorder. You know, you do Under the Bridge and then they want to keep writing Under the Bridge over and over again and they go into like the Emo Peppers era where they used to be a hardcore, awesome, <laughs> awesome, fu- awesome funk band, but they lost that and The Walking Dead is in the emo pepper phase of their career where they lose the fact that what gives the walking dead the edge is the funk music is the killing of the zombies so it's an afterthought that daryl is 
fucking with the zombies. So you could have made it show one threat, double the threat. You could have doubled the intensity, really amped up this fucking moment, have Daryl having some trouble fighting off a mini horde right. it by was himself. Six walkers. He walks in, I'll take care of this alone. alone. Don't worry about it. I got it. But instead, that's just an all-saran. Six walkers, no problem for Daryl. Uh, and we're not going to even focus on that at all. We're going to focus on the vomit with Eugene, which could have been decent, but it could have been decent if it was done in a moment of real fucking tension that you put Daryl's in danger and then Rosita has to step away for a second because Daryl is actually up against a really dangerous right. situation. Cash and only. then Eugene uses that opportunity to distract Rosita by puking on her and running away while she's looking at what Daryl's doing a little bit more intensely and thinking about walking over there. Or he escapes while she's... No, but he had to formulate a plan on the fly with the two walkers coming up. Joe, and I don't know if you've ever stuck your fingers down your throat it's not that easy you can't just make yourself puke that well when you eat sardine maybe cheese mac i guess oh crap. i guess that's why we had a right in the oh uh, joe yep. we, we need him to puke yep. on command. and that's why we showed him just gobbling the yeah. shit in uh, well how can we a spoonful at a time how can we make that happen let's have him eat let's have eugene like some ridiculous meal like sardine cheese because he totally do that <laughs> like fuck you fuck you that's just stupid a uh Tab A equals into slot B bullshit writing. And I know all writing needs to do that, but the trick of... And I'm not a fucking genius. I'm not a genius. I'm some asshole that's sitting in his fucking mom's basement here doing a fucking live podcast. I'm a fucking moron. Who am I? But... I know one thing that the goal of good dramatic fucking writing is to do that shit without seeing it. The Walking Dead, it's paint by goddamn fucking numbers. Oh, you can see every move they're making. And it goes, oh, okay, Eugene needs to drink this fucking shit because he needs to puke. Uh, the leg bone connects to the ass bone. The ish the rick bone connects to the Michonne emotional bone. The Michonne is going to connect to the Negan bone. Like all that fucking bullshit shit is so obvious and so as joe says over and over again plotting and predictable that it deballs it makes me not be able to make an argument against joe that this is all right there's no like, argument to make because it's not all right because you deball your bullshit by having us focus on the wrong fucking things. You have a moment where you can make it a real fucking dramatic moment with walkers and you drop the ball. You had a chance and you fucked it up. You fucked it all up. Like, here's the thing. Those those little cans that you pull open and there's all the sardines or, or, or little fishes in there. I love those fucking things. I can eat those fucking things packed in water, packed in oil, fucking give me them fucking mustard style. You can get flavors on them, like dill, whatever. Those things are fucking good. I eat those. I eat mac and cheese. I eat a lot of mac and cheese. Do I want to mix the two? No fucking way. And when that happened on screen, I was like, oh, man, that'd make me fucking puke right away. Are you kidding me? Asshole, you couldn't save your fucking can of sardines and just mixed it into your own little fucking mac and cheese and let me eat mac and cheese, maybe threw me a sardine on the side. You had to mix it in and ruin the whole fucking meal. Some things just fucking ruin a whole goddamn fucking meal. You know what? You are a piece of shit, and that would have made most people puke. So right when he was eating it, I was like, oh, that would make me puke. Then you see the finger gun go down. Come on, I've made that finger gun at work 
right before I went home two hours into a shift. <laughs> We've all oh, been there. Excuse me, right before I went to the bar two hours <laughs> into a shift. Wait, wait, wait. Right before I went to the strip club two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how do you know? This was a long time ago. This was nothing nothing yeah, recent. Yeah, like, like two weeks ago. It was, like, it was like two weeks ago. No, 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 no. no nothing no, recent. No, it was one of the cooking jobs. One of the cooking jobs. Way, 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 way back. back when. The Revere, the Revere Beach cooking jobs. <sighs> so, uh, so then we go off to Eugene who, okay, so... He makes himself puke, which distracts. And I'd have to rewatch this because I was I was so angry. I couldn't really focus on what exactly was going on in this moment. But he pukes. Did it did it distract or disgust Rosita? And he ran away in that moment. We when we're in a world, and maybe I'd have to rewatch this, so forgive my rant here. If we live in a world where the last episode, Rosita was part of the group that sludged their way through a zombie-infested, disgusting swamp. And I know projectile vomit's going to disgust a lot of people. I see some people in the live chat saying vomit really freaks you out. Stephanie, uh, is dis- that's the one thing that really disgusts Stephanie, like the sound of the sound of someone vomiting or vomit. Like she can't handle it at all. Like she can't watch Fair Factor or certain sections of the Survivor where people are eating disgusting shit. She's like, ah, freaks the fuck out. Don't let her watch gag porn. Right. So no, no, she she definitely she <laughs> right, definitely, she so definitely wouldn't be into gag. Porn. To say, What's that show? I don't know. Oh, I know exactly. I've tried, but it's it's not that's not gonna happen. But it, but so I I get it. But what exactly happened there, Joe? I kind of missed it. Did did he puked on his shirt and then ran like he saw t- he looked to his right and saw the reflection of the car, two walkers coming up from behind the fence flanking them because that's what walkers do right they always come from behind and they're always silent so he saw them he didn't hear them and he decided oh how do i make a distraction to get away i'll make myself puke on her because that meal sucked anyway so he puked on her and she was like oh man then he ran around the car and she went in front of the car to meet the two zombies, which she easily handled, and then shot at the weak-ass fucking stupid wood fence with her fucking semi-automatic rifle that's meant to go, like, lots of bullets in the direction that he was headed, but none of them hit him, to which point it cut to, all right, we're now through the fence, and ten feet on the other side of it, Eugene has laid a trail, covered his tracks, and hidden under a pile of ash with no ash dust in the air. It has all settled. In handcuffs. Don't worry about it. Yep. And hid himself just fine like the ninja, sleek ninja man he is. And? Stupid Phil. Fuck I'm sorry. Logic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went back on what I said. My response should have been, what happened, Phil? Stupid. Fuck logic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck logic. We're the walking dead. So, We've already suspended enough logic to say that there are zombies in the world. So fuck you, you stupid fucking audience. So, uh, <laughs> Lamont said. 
<laughs> really? That's what they have said to us. Lamont says, and magically a hole was in the fence for Eugene to escape. And magically a perfectly, hole. Perfectly, perfectly and magically, yes. So, Aaron, then we go to uh, the most, uh, oh, yeah. And Paul says uh, at this point in time during the episode, did Eugene cover himself in ash face down wearing handcuffs? Wait, did that, did that just Yes, really- yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Not only he in a tarp, if you notice, uh, like you could see the tarp over his shoulder and then piles of ash on top of that. Like not only can Negan escape with a 15 foot lead, Eugene can escape with a 15 foot lead too. Stupid. He's crafty, Joe. He's fucking crafty. So stupid. So speaking of someone that's crafty, we see Aaron dying in the rain, and I mean drinking, drinking rainwater. Walkers are coming. He has a knife, and uh, he, one comes at him. He grabs it. He he pulls it down. He he slashes it. But then why 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 every time <coughs> this fucker stabs a walker in the head, he falls. Why does everyone fall? Uh, oh. Why does everyone like, oh, no, I stabbed you. I must fall. Oh, holy shit. Big Kev with another Super Chat donation. Phil and Joe, would The Walking Dead be one of the best shows ever on HBO? Would have It'd tur- be a hell of a lot better. Or would have turned into what it is today. Joe, you scarfed out a sandwich. Uh, you guys scarfed out a sandwich. Uh, so you think it would be a better show if it was on HBO? And Big Kev, spinning the wheel, motherfucker. Wait, I didn't scarf down any sandwiches. I thought when you got up to get another beer, you were going to get a sandwich. No, I went to go get a beer. Oh, is that what you said? I went for a sandwich? I thought you went, I thought you went for a sandwich. You told people I was eating? You told people the fat boy went to eat? No. Yeah, fat th- boy went for beer. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Sorry. Big Kev, you got spin again, and then you got filled drink. Okay. But on my other monitor, I do have a menu up as soon as the show's over. I'm ordering myself some fucking delivery because fat boy needs a sandwich. Big Kev, this is to you, motherfucker. Drink for Big Kev. A real sandwich. Oh, Big Kev got drink? No, Big Kev, I got it. Or for me, but you can drink too. Oh, fuck yeah. So Aaron's fighting off zombies, and again... I I think you should change that, Phil, to not Phil drink, Joe drink, everyone drink, but everyone drink, everyone drink, everyone drink. Very fair. Okay, so every drink is everyone drink. Right, because what? I'm going to make you drink and watch you drink? What? (laughs) What? 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 So what? Aaron fights off a bunch of fucking zombies and <laughs> and this pisses me off, Joe, because again it seems like the zombies the zo- he falls and then all the zombies want to do is play pig pile on Aaron. None of Not them want to pig bu- pile, but tippy toe. None of them want to bite him. They have plenty of opportunities to bite him. Plenty of fucking opportunities that other characters, yep. if they feel like they need to be bit, will be bit because they're within the bite rage radius. And I don't know how he doesn't see them. The trees are bare. There's nothing like it was awful. blocking the view. You can hear them. Well, okay, so it's raining, but why would the the rain doesn't carry the voice coming from over there? Jay Madden makes a good point uh, that I don't think that HBO would have made much of a difference because excuse me, it's the showrunners. Bra- yeah, Breaking Bad was amazing, and and HBO turned away Breaking Bad, and AMC did just fine with that show, and that show had no problems. Yeah, no, it's it it really okay. So, things that would make it better are visual, as far as I'm concerned. There wouldn't be a, there would be more nudity, and in that, I think there lies some more realism, especially in a and, world like this. And Negan would be able to say fuck a lot more, and he would right. Say- things with the language would be different. Yeah. Um, 
but as far as whether or not it would actually be a better show, not just a little different, but like a better show, those more so have to do with the showrunners themselves. So if it was on HBO and Gimple was still our showrunner at this point, there'd be no difference because this is the artistic direction he thinks it should go and he would have the okay to bring it there. Montrose says, uh, no, HBO was too stupid to take The Walking Dead because it said it was too violent even though they were in the TV show called Oz for six years. Oz, The Sopranos, True Blood. All all fucking violent shows. So uh, let's continue here. Then we get Rachel and uh, we all know Rachel, everybody. Rachel and the other Oceanside people because they are the, the best characters ever Ever. and sorry i'm stalling for time as well yeah and Wait, those characters hey remember fucking... that character yeah me fucking neither <laughs> yeah remember that character me fucking neither david thank you walking david who uh, i want to make sure we get thank the walking david for I sending know, us a sound bites are great david yeah he told me <laughs> that he gave him to you but I haven't. I didn't bring it up to you that he told me he gave them to you because I've been waiting to hear them. Yeah, so I wanted to see how you utilized them. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't want you to like preview them for me, and you haven't said anything about it either. No, no. So I know you wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah, for da- me da- as well. The Walking David is upset he can't join us on the off weeks. Joe's away because of the time zone differences and not having because he's a dinkleberry, <laughs> and. I- He's looking for a new apartment. Anybody knows anybody who has leads on great places for apartments in the Burbank, California area? Help the Walking David out. He's our. He's Help our. Out. We love the Walking David. So okay, so uh, the Rachel and the others try to find him, and they uh, they accept Aaron as one of their own. So then we see Red Machete. Did we just get David like murdered in an alley somewhere, Probably. looking for an apartment? Probably. Someone, <laughs> someone's going to send him a message. Wait, wait. Raped first, then murdered. Yeah, I, I, let's hope. Sorry, sorry, walking David. Let, let's let's hope. Let's give. Let's, uh, let's let's hope. I mean, let's hope not. No, Phil. let's hope. Uh, I, <laughs> you didn't let me finish. The walking David. You got a little better pause. Phil, Phil and Joe are not responsible for what happens to the walking David. <laughs> but no, David. David, you are awesome. Hopefully, maybe you'll be able to pop in on next week's season finale episode. So uh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. So back back in on uh, Dwight, he's outside, and here comes Simon as they're setting up for their big betrayal of Negan, the meeting of all the agents against Negan. On that exact spot that Negan had him put his cigarette out on. Yep, yep. He set him up in the exact spot and everything's set up like it's going to happen. And, uh, but no. Like if you're Dwight, don't you go stand somewhere else? But no, Dwight's Dwight's in on this at this point. He told Negan about the situation, about the Simon betrayal. And uh, he's trying to, uh, he, he's overcorrecting in the situation. And then we hear this, Joe. We hear it. Here it comes. Here it comes. I like your name. I'll take it from here. Chance, great to see you finally getting to check me out. Check us out live. I know you. You often. You always watch us afterwards and leave some comments and stuff. It's great to you're finally able to join us live for once. Big, big Kev says, "Shit, I'm in San Diego and I get the Walking Dead East Coast time." This is where I gotta say this. This is okay. So I'm watching this scene for unfold, and all I can think this whole time of course it's what i've all i've been saying all along the way but is you sold out simon which means Negan's is just going to come in and kill simon 
why not not sell out Simon? Go along with this plan to kill Negan, kill Negan, and then turn around in that same instant and kill Simon. And just take because over the savior. Yeah. Obviously, Simon is just as psychotic, and ha- there's a good chance he ain't gonna let you live past any of this. Like you know this. This isn't this is why you're selling him out, because you know he's worse than Negan. Right? So why not? Let him kill Negan. Let him backstab Negan, betray Negan, help him accomplish this, which is also helping Rick accomplish that goal, and then immediately turn around and shoot him. Like you should have already done to all of them in the first place because they hand you a machine gun filled with fucking bullets, and there's no reason not to spray him down. You have ruined what was left of my whole life. All I have to look forward to is being your slave and fair, pissing myself. Uh, but, but Joe, but Joe, this is what Dwight has to say to you. This is what Dwight says. Comes right at you instead of that backstabbing bullshit. Oh, no, I, why? 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 After everything he did to you, huh? Why do this? He'd win. He'd win, Joe. Negan would win. That's why. He'd win my ass. He'd win Joe's fucking ass, everybody. So uh, Dwight says he'd win. Uh, you know what? The only thing he would win, he wouldn't just win my ass. He would win the pleasure of eating my ass out. Holy shit. Santovia Major with the $10 Super Chat donation. Phil, as promised, much love to you and Joe in the motherfucking chat. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that gives us Super Chat donations. They're never fucking needed but always appreciated and we really do appreciate the support i i i don't say it enough as i hear stephanie's voice in my head but no the these kind of super chats the patreon support all that stuff uh keeps us going and keeps me being able to do this so i really do appreciate that it means more than i let on so thank you so much let's spin the wheel for centovia thank you so much for the super chat donation and uh it means so fucking much and she gets wow this is a lot. Uh, the wheel might be broken tonight. She got another Joe character impression. So, oh my God, did you tape something on I, the back? I did. Of that shit? I did. I, I you, it used to land on Phil Drum Fun. Uh, uh, we we could trade that for something else. But Joe, think about it as we go, and uh, maybe do a Rick Rick Grimes or something. But Santovia, yeah, I don't have too many impressions. I, I can I can do okay. I can no, do. No, she'll uh, she'll let you know what she wants. She she's the donator. She gets to decide. <laughs> she gets. They to all decide. come out the same. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, Joe. <laughs> That's okay. It's the it's the effort that matters. So they so uh, Satovia, watch the chat, Joe. Satovia will tell you who she wants you to impre- impress here. So why did where did, where did this come from? <laughs> Joe is an impersonator. <laughs> there was a request. I got to be honest. I think it was. Uh, we have a room on our on our Discord group, and if anyone wants to join our Discord, uh, you can find the links in the description box below. Uh, we can keep the discussion going. There's a room where you can suggest things to be added to the wheel. I believe that was a suggestion by someone to be added to the wheel for Joe to Joe do. does impersonations. <laughs> Joe does impressions. Steph needs that super chat money to pay for uh, the pool boy to keep company while phil's doing his podcast good point atari dad who do you think's upstairs right now keeping her company 
uh, we need the pool boy. I uh, we need to pay him. We need to pay Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, to distract her while I do podcasts in my mom's basement. Give me a fucking break. Dang, Joe, eating your ass out. Is there a sandwich in there? Wait. Oh, fucking great stuff as always. Yes. There is. Best sandwich you've ever had. It, it's delicious. It really is. So uh, so Dwight says he'd win. And then Negan starts hitting dead people with a bat. And then yet another Negan. It's both vegetarian and carnivore. It's got the best sauce. It's got cheese. Joe, the be- one of the best parts of this episode is when Negan... On the night of WrestleMania, quotes Ric Flair. You can do that. Woo! Hell. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! I don't know if I if I, I might. I might have missed the quote, but he says, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and uh, can we just talk about the non-showing preg- pregnant Maggie? They've just, they don't even try with Maggie, Uncle Patsy. I'll get to Maggie in a second when she pops in the episode, but she, she, she's just given up. They don't care. She doesn't care. They don't care. Whatever. So he quotes Ric Flair, and we set up for the fight. Simon talks to everybody that's going to be a big fight, winner take all. And then he's running, he hits Negan. And after he hits Negan, I got to tell you guys, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, I'm not sure what happened afterwards. There was the moment where Simon ran in there and, and hit him at first, and then it was it was almost as if, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, can't, I I'm fucking blanking on names right now tonight. But it was almost as if the director of 300 stepped in and started directing the scene, where we just got shaky cam, crazy fucking. That was a stupid fight, dude. It was a real stupid fight. It was really awfully filmed. It makes no sense. Why would you even put yourself in a situation where you could be Zach something? Is his name? Zach Schneider. Zach Schneider. Yeah. To get your jaw broken. Like, this is the zombie apocalypse. Like, yes, a broken bone? Nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll just go down the ER. But, but They'll so- help me out. Uh, a torn eye socket from a, an errant punch. No problem. Don't worry about it. I'll just go get checked out by my local doctor. Oh, whoops. I burned his face off and the other one escaped. Joe. Uh, like, Joe- it makes no sense. It's stupid. It's stupid. You just kill the fucker. You don't put yourself in this. This isn't this. This is just stupid. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Right. Let's have it. And why isn't one of these other schmucks behind them? Like, oh, these are the two psychopaths, both psychopaths, both the psychopathic idiots, except that one bitch that's standing over there. But I'll shoot her right after I shoot these two fuckers. Joe, we've got we've got your impression request. You need to do an impression of King Ezekiel. King Ezekiel. Think about that one. And Broke, uh, okay. bro, uh, we'll come back to you in one second. Broke says, Shocking the Walking Dead and WrestleMania have the same thing in common. Both started good and now is a shit show. Uh, Brooks says, Walking WWE writers wrote The Walking Dead. Montrose says, Joe, did you agree with me that the Oceanside should be wiped out just like the garbage people? Should we just get rid of Oceanside at this point? It's useless. Yes, useless. Well, they'll show to be not useless next week, but yeah, useless. Awful. Awful fucking shit. Okay, so Simon talks to everyone, get a fight. But besides everything you said, which is 100% true, Joe, the thing that pissed me off about the fight was just how horribly it was filmed. 
And besides everything that you're saying about the fight not making sense, all of that crap is 100% a factor. But if a fight is actually well choreographed and filmed well, all of that's forgiven because it's fun to watch. This was horrible to watch. I almost felt like I was about to have a like have a crazy attack and go ah, crazy because there was just so many cuts and weird angles and distractions. I mean, I don't mind the qu- I do mind the shaky cam cuts. Those were horrible. But we got angles where the camera angle of the fight was someone's fucking back looking at the fight. And I know what they were trying to do from an artistic standpoint to put you in the room watching the fight, but it was not successful. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. Nobody notices Dwight run out of the room. Yeah. It was horrible, dude. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah, exactly. Dwight takes Gregory over the side of the room. Gregory is someone you can trust, but it ends up being all right anyway because Gregory, the one moment you can trust him is when Negan actually needs to deliver a fake message. So whatever, you trust Gregory in this moment. But whatever. And Gregory takes the map and he gives him a car and he heads off there. Atari Dad says, I think the bad filming had to do with the stunt doubles they used for it. They showed them in Talking Dead. They were young guys that looked nothing like Negan and Simon. Very fair. They made Simon look like a punk. Debbie does Dallas. Debbie does Dusseldorf. Joe, don't forget your Ezekiel impression. I just want to make sure. Okay. Here you go. There's a saying. The pessimist looks down and sees his penis. The optimist looks up when he's getting a blowjob. But the realist, well, he knows he's too dirty for anybody to do that to eat it to him. Don't have to worry, get your shit, buddy. Don't have to worry, That's get your my shit, version buddy. of a King Ezekiel quote during the zombie apocalypse. Don't have to worry, get your shit, buddy. <laughs> Don't have to worry, get your shit, Oh, wait, I should have made my dreads more prominent here, too. There we go. Thou art. And they're too long. Thou art. Thou art mortal, Joe. Thou art mortal. Uh, They did not notice. I can't hear. I'm deaf. Hold on. Thou art mortal, Joe. Uh, Brooke Blackman, they did not. Oh, I forgot to put it in King speak. You did. I can't do that. I won't do that. I won't. You have to do it again. Thou. thou shalt not make me speaketh in stupid ways. You are not a gimple. You are a pimple. That I shall expunge from my anus in this speech for you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That's actually, that was more a better, that was a much better Ezekiel. uh, Yeah, that was better. I'm glad I pushed you for that one. Centovia said she'd take the first one, but but I can't wait till she catches up with that one. So I I think that was much better. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, good, uh, good uh, clip material for the uh, season, for the year finale show for this, from this episode. So uh, I'll I'll have to make sure and make note of that. Okay, so here we go. then Simon talks to everyone. They fight, 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 fight. But Negan kicks his face in. Negan is on top of Simon, choking him. And it's the uh, the end of an era here. Moving forward, all to Hilltop. 
You got Xavier's killed. And then you ran away like a coward. You got shown up one too many times. Those people, they are always going to know that there's a loophole, a way to skate. They are always going to be. Did you like Negan at all better in this episode? No, Joe? never. In any episode, <laughs> for the entire time he's been on The Walking Dead, Phil. Yes, no, never. No. Did I like Negan at all? Exclamation question mark. That's where your question ends. No. Whatever time frame you fucking want. You have never once heard me say this. Oh, wait. Yes. There was a time I did like Negan. When you were reading him in the comic books? <laughs> yeah. Tapping on that fucking shit asshole. Okay, so Negan, Negan's on top and he chokes him out. Uh, oh, yeah. Negan's on top. Choking the chicken. Yep. And then we get the best line of the whole entire episode. Well, I thought I had it. I, did, I, I love it when you call me Big Papa. No, no, no. It was. I thought I. I thought I captured it. I guess I didn't get it. He just calls him an asshole. And uh, I love it when you call him a big asshole. Oh yeah, when he turns around from the from after killing him. Yeah, and he talks. And asshole. He, he talks to the camera and tells him he's an asshole. Yeah, that was stupid too. It takes a lot longer to choke someone out than that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's and it's it's messier and si- Simon. I mean, he could be strong enough to crush his larynx or or, scr- or shit, scratch but... him up and or some shit like that. Q and A out of the cast. Who will be added to the main opening credits in season nine? If you could predict out of, out of the lesser cast members is Aaron already in the, uh, the main credits. If he's not, uh, my guess would be chick Aaron. From, no chick from, uh, Oceanside there. What's her name? Rachel. The, yeah. The, our main chick, the, the chick who took over apparently whose grandmother died and now she's queen apparently because apparently that's how they do it. So- oh, wait, your old chick you're related to, she just she's gone now. So you're the new leader. None of our other people who are older, wiser, more experienced, smarter, <laughs> Joe or whatever. No, 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 no. It's I, you now, sweetheart. You're you're the one. What? Another question for you, Joe, from Jay Morris, the review guy. Since we saw Jadis in the final promo on next time, what role do you think she'll play, and will she survive next week's episode? Well, she will play the art installation in the background. She'll just, every now and then, she'll dance through a scene in some sort of like, uh, I don't know leather fairy outfit in a Maud Lebowski sort of yeah, fashion. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Phil. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. She's stupid. Who the fuck is, why is she still even a thing? Do I think she's going to survive this finale? If I was guessing, I would say no. I think she's one of the characters that could be caught up in some sort of crossfire. Oh, she's got to tell us about our helicopter, so she's arrives it. Oh, fair, very good point. Good point. Uh, he, uh, we got Atari Dad who has a question here. Wait, let me get over. I got to get to Atari Dad's question. Forty-two, Atari. Question, Dad. Forty-two. Atari Dad says uh, Henry will probably be in the main. Henry really makes me hate kids. 
Oh, sorry. Henry will Henry will probably be in the main credits, uh, taking over Carl and whisper stuff. Atari Dad says she'll fly in the model bus, zip line sort of thing. The people in the opening credits right now are Rick, Daryl, Maggie, Michonne, Morgan, Carol, Tara, Rosita, Eugene, Negan, Father Gabriel, and Aaron. Oh, so Aaron's already in the main credits. Right. We're gonna we're gonna add what's her name from Oceanside. From the Oceanside person. Okay. And I think we're gonna lose a couple of those people too in the finale. Uh, Morgan's going away. I Carol, I guess, is going to survive. Simon wasn't one of them. No, no. Nude and body. Dwight. Dwight isn't one of them. I guess Dwight could be added to the cast. Dwight could be another one. You, I could see Dwight surviving and joining the main group. Those are the only two. Uh, Simon's dead, so no. Dwight, uh, Dwight or the Oceanside? Yeah, Oceanside or Dwight would be. Because, a, hey, spoiler alert for thirty seconds. Dwight's still alive after this book, so yeah. So, uh, so, so we come back in on Gregory. He made it to Hilltop. We see Maggie sleepwalking through her scene as she walks through. She shows the Maggie ma- was in this. Maggie was in it for two seconds. She just walks by and goes, "Rick, he had a map." Oh, right, Gregory. Gregory showed up. I Greg, forgot. That's Greg, so stupid. Gregory is here. He has the math. I am Lauren Cohen. I and how did you not know that this was a fucking setup? Oh, Chan- Chance, I, I didn't even think about Jesus. Jesus is definitely a probability, too. Uh, they could add Jesus to the main cast. Even though they don't like, know what the even, fuck to do with Jesus. Even before the Dwight shit went down with Simon out in the courtyard, right? Jesus even totally before that shit went down, why would you think that this wasn't a setup? Negan comes to you and is all like, hey, 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 I don't trust you. Are you trustworthy? Everybody, I have a new plan. I'm going to be right there. And <coughs> two by two at all these other spots. And uh, like, come on. Like, really? Nobody else did it. Anybody out there? Anybody out there? Really? You didn't see this coming? You were thrown off by the uh, by the secondary get get at Dwight to kill Simon. Like you didn't see this coming. Like no matter what kind of ruse red herring they threw at you, you did not see this coming. This wasn't like beep 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 beep. beep. Morris coded right to your fucking cortex like immediately. Come on. That was some, I, some Eugene speak there for y'all. We I like that stupid I, I, fucking shit. I love it, Joe. Uh, so uh, the Telltale Games use Jesus better in this game. Jay Morris makes a good point that Jesus kind of disappears. Jesus? There. Where? Wasn't in this episode. Wow. What, what, like three minutes the entire fucking season on screen? Atari Dad says the fucking Telltale Games use Jesus better than this game. Broke says, spoiler alert, funny you say Dwight is still alive in the books. Aunt Rick's kid's supposed to be still alive. Jay Morris says, I think Ezekiel and Dwight will be added. And there's also Jesus and, uh, and Enid JS essing around the cast. Hey, I'm no big, I'm no big city lawyer, but I'm JSSing all up and down this piece. Um, JSSing in the bedroom. I'm JSSing on the bathroom floor. I'm JSSing everywhere. I'm JSSing all over my couch next week, Joe. That's what's happening here. I'm JSSing. 
Uh, <laughs> Montrose says, why is Gregory even still alive? That's what Joe was saying earlier. Brooks right. says, Phil, you should put some type of spoiler image saying as long as this image is up, we're saying a spoiler. That's not a bad idea, Broke. I will work on that. I'll try to get uh, maybe analysis to make me a spoiler PNG so I can put on the screen at points like that. Uh, be cool. Uh, so, anyways, Negan and Dwight are talking, and Negan is talking about his dick. Penis. His dick. Yeah, yeah, Joe. You're right. You're right. He's talking about his dick. Let's listen. Let's my see. dick is so big, they can see Dang it from waist. Russia. Swinging behind my back like some kind of dickless he, worm. It swings behind his back. My dick is so big, it swings behind my back. Dexter St. Dick. I gotta, I gotta go piss. He's, he's walking around. He's, up to me. he's swinging his dick and he puts it over his corner. And uh, you guys are with me. Sorry, everybody. Now that we got that Joe away. Oh, wasn't this a great episode of The Walking Dead? It's the greatest thing of all time. Fuck Joe. Fuck him and his fucking dirty dreadlock predator looking son of a fuck. I'm only saying that because I, I have to pee soon, too. So just, just going to talk shit with me. Enid, please say she dies. Die, Enid, die. I'm JSS to the left of me. JSS to the right of me. JSS and everywhere I go. I JSS to the right. I JSS to the left. I JSS all up in your place. I JSS in the mouth. Whoa, take to me, it's talking in my mouth Talk about my body and it's talking about my health Stick it in your head, stick it in your body G-S-S-O, what the fucking Cotty Ah, 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 ah Sorry, 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 sorry I too am slightly buzzed and I have fun singing The Walking David, live in the motherfucking chat Not on Memorex as in video and uh, with Carl and Simon dead, Morgan leaving and likely another dead coming in the finale. That's a lot of sport for new characters to get some shine. Broke says, I told you guys they killed that fucking tiger so we can hire a guy who can produce better dick jokes. So Negan and Dwight are talking. Negan talks about his dick. Killing me. Like, what else am I going to do besides crush the guy's throat? Yeah. Ah, you know what's bad for Simon? good for you i know we've had our ups and downs d but so this is all a setup so ultimately laura walks in and found her on the side of the road laura why don't you tell d what she told me you scum weasel in alexandria he turned on us he killed our team i ran and i kept on running i was hurt but what kept me alive was the thought of getting back here and exposing you for the scum weasel you are. Scum weasel, Joe. I'm a scum weasel. I'm kind of I'm kind of a scummy weasel, but that that's a different. Dis- might be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a scummy weasel. We have Joe Dirty Locks back in there. We get the walking David, who's actually in the live chat. Joe was calling you out before David. Joe was Joe was calling you out, motherfucker. Calling anyone out? No. In a loving way. So Laura reports, Negan explains that he knows everything that's going on, Joe. How to get to the outposts. You keep us locked in here, slipping them workers' guns. I mean, maybe you even lied to me about getting... Yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan's trying, Joe. Come on, he's trying. He's trying to get to you. He's trying to make you love this. This is... 
I think when he is, this is a better tack than the balls against the wall and my sensation ball. When he's trying to be a little bit more, not creepy, but a little bit more serious. I wouldn't have minded Jeffrey D. Morgan on The Walking Dead playing an interesting villain character. It's just some of the cocky locky dialogue is just too silly to make it pass. But he's having fun. I I guess I feel bad because you could It's not enough, Phil. You keep saying that week after week he's having fun. Him having fun doesn't mean I'm having fun. <laughs> Fair. I'm not having much fun either, but he's having fun, and it makes me want to have fun with him sometimes. Makes you want it. You know why? Because you're not having it. Hell, you for sure lied to me about never that. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. You think you're some sort of a hero. So Laura, uh, she reports um. He Negan talks shit to Dwight and says, I'm going to fucking fuck you up. Uh, thank you for delivering my news news to Rick and the, the piss patrol. And he thought about killing him. Killing you. And then. But no, he doesn't want to do that. Maybe that. He'd rather bring him to Easy Street. So he's going to turn uh, Dwight into his new Daryl. So we go off to Eugene, who's finally home, and he's and he finds out that Negan is back. And Eugene tries to give an inspirational speech to his work. In case of another incursion, we've established a perimeter. We just got a message from the sanctuary. Negan's back, and he has plans to finish the hilltop. Rick's walking into a trap. We'll need the bullet order filled by tomorrow morning. All right, everybody. Swoopsh, swoopsh. Work harder, work faster. Fuck you all. What? Or you can cry and die. Yes, boss. Stupid. So then he basically goes to eight, uh, Gabriel and tells him to get back in the fucking game. So then we go to yep. Simon as a walker, Stupid. and probably one of the highlights of the episode is seeing Simon as a walker. He does look great. And Negan gets a call from Michonne. This is our final bit of the episode. And let's listen to this, Joe, because I'd love to hear really what you think about all this. With the dreads, sword, is that you? And she reads the letter. This is Carl. It's stupid. <laughs> stupid. Why? Really, Michonne? It's that important that this psychopath, this absolute fucking psychopath who beat in front of your fucking eyes the brains out of two of your fucking comrades. It is that important. You've spent that much time with him. Carl spent that much time with him that it's important to any of you what the fuck he thinks or does or knows from Carl. It's that important. You're honoring the memory of Carl by showing it to him. The fuck does Carl's memory? You're, you are stupid, Michonne. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Joe's left the building. Joe has retired from the podcast. He can't take it anymore. Oh my gosh. I wish I was living on Easy Street too, said Tobia. So she reads the letter. Let's listen to some of this letter. Didn't even have to be doing what we were doing. I was just helping someone. And another thing. Why she wouldn't have just hung up that fucking turn that fucking walkie-talkie off as soon as she was done reading her stupid fucking letter from Carl. Cause 
what does it matter what he has to say? Either he says, you're absolutely right. I'm going to lay down my weapons. Okay, what do you need to hear that for? You'll see him do it. Or he says, go fuck yourself. And what do you need to hear that for? D says it, Joe. Michonne loves Carl with or without fever. She just loves Carl, and she feels like his words what need does to be. That mean? He need his words need to be delivered. You might be gone. Listen, for what? My dad made your people give you He's up dead. He what do his words need to be delivered for? You ain't the fucking post office. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. My ass is beautiful too, but fucking Negan don't need to be seeing it. Centovia <laughs> says, I would have read the letter too because I'm nosy, but I would have read it to Negan. Right, yeah, no, I didn't say don't read the letter. <laughs> that shit's good. I'll read your diary, but I ain't gonna read it to somebody else. I wanted to ask you. That's just cruel. Joe, I wanted to ask you. I wish I could have. Maybe you'll beat us one day we'll be do, one day we'll be friends the way out is <clears throat> working i will applaud the walking dead on one thing i thought they were gonna go the cheesy route and have this be in carl's voice too and at least it was in michonne's voice i'll give him credit for that it's forgiveness it's believing that it doesn't have to be a fight anymore because it, it doesn't. doesn't if you kill him I hope my dad offers you peace. I hope you take it. I hope everything can change. It did for me. Listen, 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 listen. Here's the thing. Even if you get peace, right? Peace. What is this? Like, you're going to draw a 50-second parallel? Because eventually, like, you'll see one side is going to aggress again. Right? eventually it may take time but eventually someone's not going to be satisfied with your stupid status quo <laughs> like it makes no sense it's just stupid Callie Callie hey Joe and Phil hey you're walking David listen Negan let me read you something you could logically guess that Carl said he says so can Michonne talking to Negan be considered treasonous I well I think she's just trying to uh, to Catered to Negan's humanity, which I well, think, which I think ultimately is going to come back in the end. At the end of this whole fight, he's gonna he's gonna have a chance to kill Rick or have a chance to do something really horrible, and decide at the last minute that he's not going to do it because of Carl. It's going to be horrible. What's, what's treasonous in the first place? So if you do something that Rick didn't say, this is what we're doing. It's treasonous. Like apparently, Daryl's allowed to do whatever he wants. Rosita's allowed to do whatever she wants. Tara's allowed to do it. So there is no truth. You're allowed to do whatever you want as long as the main focus is either ending the war somehow. I think Santovia has the best answer. Treasonous? Nah. Stupid and pointless? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Callie Kelly says, melodramatic garbage. The writers are yep. terrible when it comes to character motivation. They to frame it. In both Carl letters. Yeah, motivation. Why does everyone keep reaching out to Negan? Why? Atari Dad says, Joe. I agree. Joe. I agree. This is a question for you, Joe. Joe, at this point, are you more pissed off at this letter or the fact that the finale next week is probably going to end like this? Uh, I what do, uh, what's, what yeah. are you more pissed off at? Well, what I'm most pissed off at is 
Next week on The Walking Dead, the war ends. Joe, what you're most pissed off at is you don't have to work next week and you have to recap the episode with me. Not true. Not true. Because you know what I also get to do? <laughs> get drunk. It's Sunday night. Get drunk. Because so- here's the thing. Where I used to be a drink every every Friday and Saturday night for like 10 years or so. What? Right? About 15 years. Well, longer yeah. than that. Yeah. 20 years. 20s and 30s. <laughs> I now only drink like six times a year so to get to do this twice in a row two weeks in a row yeah it's fucking great there's a chance not definitely but joe might be in studio in here next week or but either way joe will be back either in at his house or in in the studio next week for the podcast so uh joe will be with us for the finale as well so make sure if you have any questions or voicemails you want to get in that will play in the finale about your thoughts about this season of The Walking Dead, get it in at 781-990-8509. Walking David says, Carl's letter. Hey, Negan, it's Carl, Rick's son. The kid you took hostage and killed his friends in front of him? Cut it out, okay? My daddy doesn't like all this fighting, and you shouldn't either. (laughs) Uh, Too bad Joe doesn't live in the UK. You can drink at work here as much as you want. Is the war ending next week? Yes, it is. Walking David, that... I work in a hospital. I don't think they let the hospital workers drink as much as they want at work. Well, you work in uh, the... You work with uh, in like a psych sort of situation. A couple of of well-placed drinks might help you deal with your job. Well... That may be true, but it's still, I don't think they'd allow me to do it. Fair, very fair. I, I don't think it's, you know, like, a couple of well-placed blunts might help me deal with it, too, but it's still not something it, that it, would it, be, doesn't, like, it doesn't mean that it's it not frowned upon. upon yeah, it doesn't mean sure. it's not frowned upon. Right. Walking David is watching, is writing Walking Dead uh, uh, f- fucking uh, fan fiction over there. Uh, okay, so she reads the letter, and Negan cares. And uh, does Negan care too much? He doesn't care enough, Joe. He, but now, he won't surrender. Surrender. I wouldn't accept your surrender if you came to me on your knees. See, winning isn't about beating you. Winning is about killing every last one of you. That yeah, is yeah, story. yeah. We've heard this a thousand fucking times. <laughs> Every episode this year. I never wanted this. Joke. Made this but happen. Both of them. Joe, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different. He's going to say something special. No more talk. No more talk. And he crushes his own walkie talkie. Isn't that yours? I-, I want someone to turn to his. Isn't that yours? Come by, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, they're easy. Ever you could just stop anywhere. Things are no one loots everything. And that is the end of our episode of The Walking Dead. And basically at we see next week's episode. Oh no, he needs to kill start over. Next week on The Walking Dead, lots of war and standing in a row. Oh shit, Dwight, why couldn't this have been the be- and this is what uh DJ said. Oh shit, Dwight, why couldn't this have been the beginning of the episode with the Dwight situation? Not that I want Dwight to die, but if Negan doesn't kill him, I just don't get it. And really Negan is that smart to use Dwight? I don't think so. Blah, 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 Eugene. Really, Michonne, the letter, is it that important? Well, there's your answer. Peace is not an option. So to go to this, 
Negan, why didn't he just kill Dwight? What's the fucking point, Joe? I know you're going to just say it's stupid is your answer. But, but it is. It's just stupid. There is no point not to kill him, Phil. None. None whatsoever. It's annoying. Yep. There's just certain like certain things I don't mind. I forgive a lot on a lot of shows. But at one point, but when you just ultimately take logic out the window and you just don't give a fuck shit. Fuck logic. Yeah, when you just fuck logic, it's just fucking bullshit. Let's take a couple comments from the live chat. Right, Kelly, Kelly. That's... Negan laughed as he killed Glenn and Abraham. He mocked Maggie as she cried. He gutted Spencer and threatened to bash Carl's head in. But the letter, he's touched. <laughs> he's like, exactly, exactly, Callie. Perfectly put. Why would you even bother reading that to him? It's so fucking stupid. And Baghead says, people still watch The Walking Dead. Sorry, Dad. Not the recap is over. I uh, think about checking out a good apocalypse story that is now out, A Quiet Place. Go see it. It's really good. Scariest movie I've seen in a while. And uh, people still watch Walking Dead. No, 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 no. They, they, they watch it to watch our recap. That's, that's what, no. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, that does check out our recap. We really do appreciate it. We'll take a couple of more. People do still watch it. No, they do. Six million still people. Still and I. Six, six million people watch it, and hopefully we'll get six million views on this video. Probably not. And, uh, oh, wait. We do have, uh, we have uh, another, another uh, cut clip. Here's the thing, Phil. The six million people that watch it won't watch us once they hear past the first five minutes of any one of our shows, yeah. right? And the six million people that, st or the sixteen million people that stopped watching it, why the fuck would they watch us? They don't watch the show anymore. <laughs> Joe, we I, I got another cut clip from uh, Negan in this episode and his talk to Dwight. Let's let's listen to this. Well, look at you. I can feel you inside me right now. <laughs> so yes, yeah, someone has the juice all over their place. <laughs> Rest in peace, Simon, the best actor on this show. And uh, so it's very true. Thank you, Stephen Ogg, and uh, for for making this season somewhat interesting. At times, you killed it on, in every scene. You're fucking cool. I can't wait to see you on Westworld. And someone said in the chat earlier that he has a bigger part in Westworld this season. I hope that. But is it going to be the same part with a cowboy hat on? I don't want to hear you talk about Westworld right now. <laughs> There's plenty of time for that. On what is, what is Joe? But no, no. I, I, here's the thing, Phil. I challenge them to utilize him as not Trevor. Fair. As not oh, Simon. Okay. I thought I fucking I, cowboy hat. I, I misjudged what you were saying. Yeah, is to see if he has another gear. If if this is the only character he can play, or can like, he play a different kind of character? Exactly. You already gave us, you know, our our uh from last season, season one. You have Anthony Hopkins doing Anthony Hopkins as Anthony Hopkins does whenever you have ever fucking seen Joe, don't, Anthony Hopkins. Joe, I, I, don't do this. To Stephen, we'll we'll, we'll make sure that we and uh, also uh, uh, Floki will be on this season of Westworld as well. Uh, oh, nice, a stars guard. Yeah, don't don't. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have. You're welcome to join me every other week for Westworld reviews if you want to if you want to be in this season. But we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that we'll a little see bit. If it's worth my time. Yeah, we'll see if it's worth Joe's time. I'm not committed. 
I didn't go through like three or four seasons thinking it was like the best thing since sliced fucking bread. It has bread. only been one season. So, exactly. And I didn't go through three or four seasons oh, okay, thinking okay. it was the best thing since sliced bread. I went through one season. Well, I went through one episode, you know, three fucking times. Yeah, before you before you stayed awake. So, everybody, Joe and I will be back next week to talk more Walking Dead. We'll also be back very soon, sometime in the next two weeks, uh, to do airs. Our Finally do our Cersei Lannister appreciation slash recap stream. Uh, but all about Cersei all the time to get start getting back into doing some Game of Thrones no, and live I would, streams. I would do that bitch all the time. So yes, we're gonna have all a, about that girl. All the time. We're gonna have a lot of fun talking about Cersei. All of them Walking Dead girls. I mean, not Walking Dead girls. Uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones girls. And even Thank if you. you've never watched Game of Thrones, please think about checking it out. We'll try to set it up. We'll, we're almost gonna be talking about it like you've never watched Game of Thrones before and setting up who Cersei is, talking a little bit about her storyline and what we love about her. And also, she's I know the people, one that wears red and gold, right? Of course, she's the one with the dragons, right? No. That's the yellow one with the white hair. Oh yeah, the white hair one. What's her name? The 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 Nunes, the Nunes, the the Ninus. Danny's. 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 Yeah, that's a, no. But we're really excited to get back to talking about some Game of Thrones. So uh, Joe and I will be on sometime in the next couple of weeks, maybe even this week, to talk about Cersei Lannister. So uh, look out for that. And uh, everybody, thank you so much. All and if you have any questions about Cersei, you know you want to get in, or anything you want to get in. Uh, any voicemails or texts you want to get in that show? Anything you want to get in, and I know I know talking to you broke. Anything you want to get in, please leave us a voicemail or get in contact. Now is the time to Go. get your voice in that particular discussion. So everyone, thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, Cersei was the one who said, "Look at you. Can you feel inside me right now?" Oh yeah, yeah. Joe, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank I will you, talk Phil. to you next week uh, because Joe and I only talk when we do this show. But no, if you want to see Joe and I play a video game, you can check out Dirty Issues. We played a game called uh, A Way Out, and I'd love to say we'd play it. We'll play Are you going to be up for a while? Maybe, maybe, maybe. What time is it? One because I got the house to myself. Yeah, man. I don't want to meet some fucking Georges. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to check it out, you can check out Dirty Issues to see Joe and I playing a video game together. It was a lot of fun. But everyone, uh, thank you so much. We will talk to you guys next week to talk some more fucking Walking Dead. And let me get the fucking music Muzak up, Joe. I gotta get the fucking Gotham broke. Gotham. Did you watch Gotham, Joe? I watched the first two seasons. I thought were really good. The worst part of the first two seasons, I fish, thought, was fish. Fish Moon, yeah. Right? And but when I started watching season three, and they started doing that double Bruce shit, and uh, I was just like, you know what, this show just they 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 managed to step take two steps up and then just take three steps back down. Like a Paula Abdul song. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to the audio version of this on iTunes or on Podbean or any of the other audio places, please let me know. Send me a message. Comment away. Give us some iTunes ratings to help more people listen to the podcast and if you're listening to this on YouTube share the channel spread it around spread it around like a dirty 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 boy spread that shit around pass it around like Deuce Bigelow male gigolo 
some shit like that. Motherfucking chat, you're awesome. I love you, Walking David. I love you, Santovio, Callie, all of you guys in the live chat. You guys are awesome, as always. We'll be back again next week to talk about the season finale. Then Westworld, Game of Thrones. Eventually, Better Call Saul's coming, too. And uh, lots more What Did Joe Thinks. Thank you, everybody. Later. <laughs>